Welcome, everybody, to a very special episode of the Broken Campfire Podcast. Dare I say, my favorite episode of the year. Not just because every episode is my new favorite episode, and it's our last episode of the year, but also because I'm gathered around with all my friends, John, Flash, Greg, Vito, and I mean all Hello. of them. And we're here today to do our usual five up, one down segment, where instead of, you know, we're kind of above game journalism ratings and reviews. <laughs> sorry, not sorry. Uh, we are going to uh, kind of just give five recommendations from the year, things that we really enjoyed. And then the one down, the one thing that we recommend that you stay away from, that we felt so strongly about it. It wasn't okay. It wasn't fine. It was, this is Hate not worth your time. so much. Boo. But before we get into all that, we took a break last week for Christmas. Happy holidays to everybody listening. Uh, and we're going to get into our roundtables, catch up with everybody. Before I forget, though, just FYI, a uh, huge thank you from the Rogue Campfire podcast to the listeners that we have. I uh, hope you guys are able to rest a little bit for New Year's and whatnot. And hey, you know, after this podcast, if you have your own ups and downs that you want to uh, us to mull about on the air send us an email brokencampfire.gmail.com or hit us up on the twitter at brokencampfire without the housekeeping out of the way flask hi you've promised a massive uh log of a round table <laughs> it goes right on the fire and it burns right up yeah yeah, that's the analogy I was going for. So, what, so what, what have you been doing the last couple of weeks? Um, firstly, I saw The Matrix Resurrections, <laughs> aka oh, Matrix cool. Four. Most of us saw it. I did not. I my friend said it was bad, and I read a wiki summary, and I, and I nodded along, saying, "Yes, I could see how this could be bad." Okay, I have not. I've not actually seen the movie. I don't care about spoilers. Did okay? Did the other three <clears throat> see it? I did. I didn't see it, it and I don't care about spoilers. I seen it and I, I didn't hate it, but I don't think it needed to be made. I mean, I don't think it was good either. Uh, I don't know. I mean, I'm sure you have more to say than I do. I I just watched it. To be honest, I don't even know that I want to go into spoilers because I don't care enough about this movie to like hate it. Exactly. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. I watched it. I was like, okay, well, over and move on. I, I, I guess in a way, I'm disappointed because. Not because I, in my bones, expected it to be good, but because, like, when the trailer came out a few months ago and they were going for, like, the meta angle, you you started to see a vision, a path, in which it actually could be good. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? There, there, I felt like there was a path to a solid execution on, on the premises in that movie, but... I um, agree. It's just uh, a I shame mean, that it seemed like it didn't get there. No, as it is, it's... I thought of it as, like, an unnecessary and sort of annoying, like, imposition on my consciousness. Like, why does now, this that, exist? That now, you have, now, you, that now in your brain, when you think of the Matrix, you have to reckon with this thing? I have to reconcile, like, yeah, there was an extra one. Yeah. <laughs> They're not going to make another one. Uh, yeah, you, this one. Is, is, is that how a could fact? you? It's like okay. Saints Row it, 4. It, 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 They're it did bad. I wasn't yeah, sure, yeah, I wasn't I sure if the like Matrix a... could could pull a cultural cash to do well even with a bad movie. Nobody uh, likes this no. one, and it didn't do well so far. Well, and it came out on HBO Max, so yeah, it probably didn't have all the, the box office money. But it's yeah, like, I would, 
What's that, Greg? Spoilers for The Matrix Resurrections until 1354. I was going to say, I would have liked it more. Uh, one thing I did like of the movie, so, you know, it's not like we're just like, oh, yeah, it's whatever. I liked, uh, like, the stuff outside of the Matrix that they were showing off until, you know, okay. like... The news I thought, or whatever? Yeah, whatever the city's I called. I thought what the city it. had, like, a cool idea. They even talk was... about, like, the, the the machine civil war, and that shit's more interesting to me. Yeah, dude, that's cool. Whatever's going on right now. But now it's like are we are we dipping we, into spoilers? Like are we are we officially? I, I think warning? we can dip into a little bit, just whatever comes to mind. But I'm not going to say too many spoilers, just because again I don't care. <laughs> right. Well, okay. As as a guy who didn't see the movie, let, let me say this: uh, the decision to make the entire plot around rescuing Trinities seemed like a really weird pull, uh, and I feel yeah. like Agreed. that I feel like that seemed like the cardinal sin about the movie is that. Um, we we can take for granted in, in the first thirty seconds of the movie that Neo is alive because we see him on screen and somehow it works. That the same could have been true if we just saw Trinity. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Uh, and the movie could have been about them actually escaping this new Matrix instead of like some convoluted plot about. I I, don't, I can't even remember what the. It's very low it. stakes in that they don't actually need Neo and Trinity for anything. They just want to help rescue them they want to rescue them basically right for no reason right. it's just because they're cool i guess <laughs> they're you know because they're, they're they're the cool dudes because what what was it they uh this all started because they found um what's his name uh the one agent who turned into morpheus or the code or whatever oh uh, morpheus it, yeah then that led to, then that led them to uh finding well, the uh him I thought I don't even know <laughs> a little bit. I, my, my major, if I had like a, just a, a, a one complaint, I guess in this movie is that like, anyway, I guess it didn't retroactively ruin the character. But they tried as I guess as hard as possible. Agent Smith. First of all, I, I don't know the actor who played him. If hey, if you listen to us out there, I'm real sorry. He was the most forgettable. If I you put him on a lineup of people, <laughs> ten out of ten times, I would not recognize him. He was. Which- Emotionless, Are you talking about Old Smith boring. or Handsome Smith? I'm talking about handsome the Smith. yeah, Handsome Smith, the, the, the one in this movie, the the, the new, new one, movie. Right. Yeah, then the See, Old John, Smith is amazing. It's great. I don't. The funny one, thing is that what you just said would work perfectly if he was playing a generic agent, right? Like if he was playing that some guy character, looked like but, he would be a background guy. Yeah, but Hugo like, Weaving like, as Agent like, Smith like, is a very distinct character. Like Absolutely. one of the agents standing behind Hugo weaving in the in the train. Oh, he's like one of the agents like in your, standing in your behind mind, one of the agents. Day. Yeah, like in your in your mind when you picture that scene from Matrix One where Neo jumps into Smith, you can you can picture that. Okay, I think there are like three agents there, but the only one you remember is Hugo weaving. This yeah. guy would be Agent one of Brown. Is just like Who? right, oh, right. For real. And then Agent you know Jones. the whole. I mean, I guess we're going to spoilers. Yeah, the whole. Uh, I'm going to use bullet time to. So fuck with you now. Dude, Max Payne? I, you don't like Max Payne I mean, all, all of the little gimmicks. The swarm mode doesn't make any sense. The swarm uh, mode was like weird reading the Wikipedia thing. I I went, I went actually went sitting in my chair alone in my room. What? Like, there's a scene where you, they activate swarm mode towards the end, and a, a fake person, obviously, because all the swarm people are supposed to be fake or something. They even call them bots. Yeah. At one point. But... but the bot was living with a real person because this person gets out of their yeah, bed and then the sprints out. out of the window and jumps out of like a fucking nine-story window and the girl is screaming in the bed, all right? 
how the like the whole point of the matrix is that you're supposed to like fool the people into thinking exactly. that they're not in it like where they put oh another mass suicide today that was strange like, like the the, ma- the like, matrix is supposed to be this like philosophical question where it's like if you if you study it enough the trappings of it become visible to you you know what i mean where it's like you you literally just aren't seeing well enough yeah, and then like this is a, like, oh, yeah, the mass suicide. Uh, like, how do they explain that to those people? Yeah, uh, neuralizers. They've invented yeah, neuralizers. I guess. So. And then Neo's new power of just the uh, force, force field from control. Dude, yeah. pretty cool. Uh, I that guess. Trinity can fly. She is the one. Yeah, I don't know. I... <sighs> and I was going to say, you, you mentioned the bullet time. That's the name of the filming technique. It's not the name of an in-universe thing. It's just... He does call it that. Right? No, no, no. I'm saying in in this movie they call it that. But previous to this movie, it was the name of the filming technique that they used to do those bullet time sequences. But culturally became known as bullet time sequences. So, yeah. Does he say, like, activate bullet time? Pretty much. No, actually, pretty much. And then he says it a few more he, times. Yeah, then he talks about it. He's like, yeah, it's cool, right? My I'm about to go time? bullet time on you, motherfucker. <laughs> kind of. Yeah, and then uh, the, the unexplained fact that Agent Smith can just walk through the bullet time because whatever. And then that Neil Patrick Harris had actually no counter to He's like, this, this is just impossible. How can he move yeah. in the stopped time? Yeah. Dude, literally, yeah. It was, I, that's what I said. I, we were watching. Like, this is actually just JoJo. <laughs> It was Jojo. He was like, you've learned to move in my stop time. How? And then he punched him and then he died. Should have been a movie where Neo and maybe even Trinity were just inside the Matrix. And we never see outside the Matrix until maybe the very end. Kind of paralleling the first movie. And it's an open question for years how it fits into like the canon of everything. About even whether it's real or something. You know what I mean? Like It, it, would, it had to have gone to something like an challenging. Something challenging. Where it doesn't have to confront the sins of the Matrix two and three, um, or even the Matrix one, if you want to go that far, it doesn't have to like necessarily behold itself to its baggage. But the Matrix has a set piece as this like simulated world where you are not supposed to know that it's fake. Uh, invites you know a whole lot of concepts like that where you could you could have had a new series inside this Matrix, or I mean one movie is fine, but like inside this Matrix. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that's along the uh, lines of what I was thinking after I, I watched it. I was like, you either you should have either leaned into the philosophy side or leaned into the cool side, and they did neither. They leaned into the middle and fell over, and it's right. just like meaningless plot. Uh, constant clips from the earlier movies. What the hell was that about? Why were they just playing clips? Why from was, um, the earlier movies? And why did the earlier movies look so much better? I was going to thank you. I was going to say, why did the CGI suck in this one? <laughs> Even the cinematography is just like when you when you see those clips in the movie from the previous movies, you're like, holy shit! The previous movies looked rad compared to this. Uh, the movie is kind of a joke, also. It's just like maybe literally in some of the meta scenes, it's it's yeah. I mean, as I said, imposition I- of my consciousness. I don't know a whole lot about the Wachowskis, but if La- Lana Wachowski, I think, is who made it, if yeah, we Wachowski, find out yeah. that if we find out that her authorial intent was to basically prank the people who were waiting for a Matrix sequel, <laughs> I mean, 
I would not be surprised based on like the what what I've heard about her tendency as a director. Yeah, I, you can't ignore the fact that in the Matrix Four, they talk about making a Matrix Four video game produced by or distributed by Warner Brothers, and and that like talk, there, there's a whole big scene where they're brainstorming the Matrix Four and talking about how they can't like retread yeah, and stuff like it's. Uh, they're like bullet time, it's bullet time, bullet time. It's got to be bullet time. So yeah, I mean, maybe, maybe maybe it is supposed to be a meta ploy on the expectations of the audience at the end, in the end of the day. I don't know. I mean, I'm not to like say that makes it good. The homeless but. monsters or the homeless dudes that showed up. Uh, it was like the what is it, the Machiavellian? Is that his name from the uh, Merovingian? Yeah, Merovingian. There, all right. They were uh, the exiles who were his sort of people, which was uh, programs from previous generations of the Matrix that were now like outdated and had no remember those uh, go, vampire basically. twins oh yeah the earlier movies the, they, they yeah. were like his, were exiles, his boss yeah. oh. the ghost guys yeah exiles all those weirdos yeah like, so, uh, yeah they just threw him in there like remember this yeah thing. they were just like homeless <laughs> they look like, like fucking post-apocalyptic homeless yeah. exactly yeah, yeah and, so but then they they like murder a bunch of them and then the last leader just kind of walks away he's like <laughs> and he just leaves yeah, was, I actually forgot about, about that until you mentioned it's, it. It's dumb. All right, we should stop talking about the Matrix Resurrection. Right, you got a lot more to talk about, it. I think. Yeah. You got a lot more nuts um, to crack. Let's move yeah. on to your next nut. Next nut is Hawkeye. Uh, it ended, oh. and it ended up being pretty good, I would say. Did nice. you finish it, John? I assume. Oh, yeah, yeah, I finished it. Okay, yeah. Um, the, uh, the Clint slash Kate dynamic works, I think. Um... I'd say I struggled with the first two episodes and then thought that three through five were pretty good and then felt six was, which is the last one, it was only six episodes. Six was all right, somewhat sloppy, um, too much kind of crammed into the final episode. They should, probably should have, they probably needed like eight. Um, but I would say the show is at its best during scenes between pairs of characters, um, you know, like a, a Clinton and a Kate or a Kate and somebody else, you know, that kind of stuff. Um, and the action set pieces were pretty, pretty decent. Not even necessarily when they're fighting, fighting like in combat, but like, because we're dealing with bow people, <laughs> you can have some fun cause it's sort sure. of different from the action of other movies and shows in the MCU. Uh, did you have anything to say about it, John Hawkeye? Yeah, I more or less actually agree with you. I think, yeah, the, I thought the first two episodes were fine but they didn't get me excited or anything and then the third one did turn up the heat uh and yeah and then it, you know it's you know it's decent throughout um spoilers for hawkeye and Black until Widow. 1927 do you want to talk about spoilers of any characters that show up do you uh, i mean i don't think anyone I mean, here cares if, if you it's, want to it's, it's I pretty minor i mean i already mentioned it last week uh so yeah oh, so they okay. uh, you know I, I said or two weeks ago rather I said uh, Kingpin showed up, uh, but just in like a like a phone screenshot, you see him real quick. But he is in the episode this time, uh, like Foley doing scenes and whatnot. Uh, and it, it is, I mean, it's Vincent D'Onofrio. Uh, he's he's you know the uh, same character or whatever. Yeah, it's the same one from the Netflix series. They 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 brought him over, so they're making the Netflix series. You know, at least Emmy Cannon 
Although they seem to have like buffed him up in some sense because he was like taking like car shots and like rockets and stuff. So he's, I mean, and you know, Kingpin is a tough son of a bitch. But, you know, in the MCU, uh, or not the MCU, in the Netflix, you know, is definitely more grounded. Uh, but yeah, he yeah. seems a little bit more super in this one, which is fine. And then the ending of the episode, and I'm sure you know more about this than I do, uh, it actually ends with him getting shot. But I, I guess that's like a setup to a possible series where he was blind for a while. Oh, maybe. I've heard some different theories about what that ending sort of leads into or means. Right. Yeah, it could, yeah, it could have been, you know, you know, hey, cool, here was Kingpin, you know, the Netflix series is real, we're going to kill him. Or yeah, people are saying, yeah, there, there was like a run where he was blind. I think be, actually because he got shot in the face, he ended up blind for a while. <laughs> okay. It could go that way. Uh I'm glad that Hawkeye is finally getting his day in the sun because Hawkeye and like, Hawkeye too. Yeah, because I felt like uh, not that I ever had a problem with them, but in the Phase One and in Phase Two era of the MCU, they were like the most forgettable Avengers. Like, oh, they're Avengers. Well, they're the powerless yeah, I mean, ones without. With, they're just like spy people and agents, you know. So yeah. Yeah, but I mean, like Hawkeye has like a basically a magic bow. <laughs> I mean, I get that he's not. That's true technically p- powered but yeah uh you know they and they had a lot of um you know black widow throwbacks obviously it's another spoiler if you well, you guys have seen black widow right the movie no i have i yeah. don't really care it's good uh, i actually remember, liked so, it yeah, yeah so her sister shows up uh yolana does that make that up yeah yeah Elena, yeah Elena, all right yeah so she shows up uh maybe like midway through the series or maybe on like episode four um and, you know, she's, like, a recurring character, so you get a lot of her and a lot of interactions. Seems she's like she's going to uh, be going forward more in the MCU. She was uh, also in the Widow training program along with her sister, is that right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's doing some assassinating stuff. You know, in the beginning, she wants to kill Clint because, you know, Black Widow died uh, in, in Endgame. <laughs> uh, but, you know, they, they work it out. You know, it's Christmas after all. It is Christmas after all. And as to the point about uh, this being Hawkeye's Day in the Sun, I think this is his Day in the Sun in the same way that the Black Widow movie was uh, Natasha's Day in the Sun, in that we're now going to have Yelena be basically the new Black Widow and stuff going forward, and uh, Kate Bishop being the new Hawkeye and stuff going forward. I would would speculate that that's the way they're going. Yeah, I imagine. I agree. You you mean mean the character is dead? Basically, the actor's gone, is what you're saying, essentially. I don't yeah, I mean, know, actually. I'm sure they'll get him cameos. I think he'll show up and stuff, but yeah, I don't... Yeah, I think I don't Scar- know either. Yeah, for, I haven't read anything, but I've definitely seen, like, a passion of the torch. Scar- Joe's gone. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. So, yeah. That's what I'm speculating. Okay. But yeah, Hawkeye right, was uh, Hawkeye. What else you got? Um, What's the next nut in the in the bag? Real quick, uh, have any of you guys been watching, or have any, did any of you guys watch the latest season of Always Sunny? It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. I saw the first. Uh, uh, I haven't seen it. Like, like, yeah, I haven't watched it in a long time. I saw the first episode, okay. and then I, I started the second episode, and I I actually had to turn it off. <laughs> I like, watched. Like ten, ten minutes in. <laughs> I right. watched an episode or two of when they got into Ireland, and they, I pretty much did the same. I was like, man, this just ain't that great. All right, yeah. I was gonna say it's still not like funny, but I think the, the second half of the uh, season fifteen 
is the best in a few seasons. And I don't know how to like say that because it's it was a really good show, like one of the one of the best comedies. And so it's like even though it's a lot worse and not funny necessarily, it's like yeah, I guess amusing would be a good way to put it. So you can Um, put it on or something. Yeah, to put on a solid second second monitor show. You, You got me there. Yeah. Every I will definitely. Then, I, I'm, I'm, I'm here. Were you gonna say Vita? I would definitely. Uh, I didn't mean to cut you off. I was just gonna say I, I definitely will end up finishing the season. I think I I do end up watching every season, even if mm. most of the episodes I watch with like disdain because it seems Same. like, even though the last like uh, this is season fifteen, right? So so the yeah. last like seven seasons have been. Some of them have been absolute trash. Most of them have been pretty unwatchable. Agreed. There's always there's always like one episode that is just a f- all star episode. Um, I, I'm like each like each they season get like ha- they get one good i one good and new idea <laughs> a year. Basically, yeah. So it's it's almost like worth watching because I know like some of my favorite all time episodes, um, like an episode like. This is a couple seasons ago, actually. This isn't that recent, but Charlie Work is like an all-time episode. I was thinking episode. of Charlie Work when you said that. That was like and, season twelve, and that was like a mid. Yeah. Of, uh, that was the last season I watched, actually, season twelve. Because and, of how and the rest of that season was garbage. And every Char- other season that, has had like an episode kind of like that. That was the one that was a parody of the Birdman, Birdman. with um, Michael Keaton. Yeah, um, uh, and where, I have where been. It's all, um, looks like one shot. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's it's a fun episode, and I have I I mentioned it I think on the pod. I have been listening to the It's Always Sunny podcast, which is great, and I love it. Um, and I'm up to date, and those guys are so funny to listen to, and it actually kind of breaks my brain. Not how... as funny as us, all right? Well, come on, John. Uh, of course. Yeah, you you're right. No, you're right. Um, <laughs> but those guys are so so funny naturally, and. And like I don't get how the show is just falling off so hard. And I think I mean, they it's... think this is their best work. Like they think it just keeps getting better. I think <laughs> maybe they're just in a uh, in a echo chamber in their like uh, professional lives. You know, they got all these people, other writers and stuff like that, other people wanting to desperately work with them and be part of the the circle of always sunny and keep it going and everything. So maybe Here's they're just my... in an echo chamber. I, I think so, but I think I think somewhere they they don't somewhere in their heads they don't really want to be doing this show, but oh, it yeah. makes money. Um, some of these stars have broken out. Um, Rob McElhenney has has plenty to do, plenty of money. He owns a soccer team now with Ryan Reynolds. Um, Charlie yeah, I Day, that, uh, Mythic Quest show. Yeah, I, I, I don't know anything about a video it. game TV show. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah, I live it. Could be funny because of the <laughs> mistakes they make. That's true. Charlie gets work, you know, in movies, so he's yeah, doing yeah. well. I think Glenn Howerton, like, this is like literally all he's got. Um, well, he left and then came back, so I think so. I mean, well, he didn't he's really been in a leave. few roles, but he left for a yeah. bit. Yeah, he left for like half a season, maybe not even. Um, he was in Fargo. Oh, he was. He was in Fargo. Oh, that, that's, Fargo a, good, that, well, that's very, a good role. Kind of side character. I don't think he'll ever escape the Dennis typecast. <laughs> and then uh, the actress who plays D. What's her name? Uh, 
Kate. Uh, Kate. Kate, Kate Olson, yeah, Olson. she she her show got canceled a while back, right? Um, so yeah. I I think they're just you know they're just doing it. Even on the podcast, it sounds like they don't really quite enjoy being in the writing room for these new seasons, which is completely well, understandable. I mean, there there's only so much creative juice you can put into the same concept. No show should go the, should go fifteen seasons. No, no show. No comedy, no especially because, like, geez, yeah, no, yeah, exactly. I mean, every how year. often, how often can you turn around the same four characters in any situations without yep. before you like, you know? Well, there, that's part end. of the problem, right? Like, I, so yesterday, I made some hamburger helper, and I, I, I put a first of all, it's funny. I put a random episode on. I was in my head. I was like, all right, season three, episode seven. Turned out to be who pooped the bed. I did not watch that one. I don't think it's funny. I'm on the, it's oh, we not can talk funny about game. it. You want to talk about it? No. Then I went <laughs> who, to the next who, one. Who did but poop the bed, though? But it's like the dynamics between the characters have totally changed. Like Mac now is like this weird, like subservient, uh, gay joke, uh, lightning rod. And like the current season, like I was watching an episode of this season, and like the bit was like he couldn't order food unless Dennis told him what to order or whatever. Like in the the episode I was watching, um, I, the one right after Who Pooped the Bed was like the one where they kidnapped the the bar critic or whatever because he was they yeah. thought they were gonna give him a bad review. Like Mac's like an actual character, you know. He's like, t- you know, he's t- telling Frank to like fuck off or like you know this and that or like he's got his own ideas. He's like a, a, a human, and I don't know. Well, they just the, like that's the thing. over like, the seasons his, they've Mac, just grinded his the characters head down. Is to, exactly, like in his head, he's supposed to be the top dog. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, I, I enjoyed the evolution of all of them turning into straight caricatures, but I think somewhere around where they they do reach their like final form, the show probably should have ended. You know, um, I agree. Yeah, yeah. If yeah, if anything, then yeah, yeah, I agree on that. Because now it's just so grinded down. Like that's literally all they are. It's like you Matt, know Gage, the joke, Charlie. That's coming. Yeah, 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 exactly. Rob McElhinney should have known when he gained and lost 60 pounds or whatever. I mean, I know that was the bit on the show. I know he didn't actually do that. But, like, he did gain a lot of weight and then lose it for the role. When he did that, he should have known, like, maybe we're, like, reaching the bottom of the barrel of good ideas. <laughs> that is a great idea, though. I, I, I do think that's a funny I, I think bit. That's, I think that's that, an amazing that was, idea. No, that was, a, that was an amazing bit, but that bit was, right. like, season 9 or 10 towards the end. You know what I mean? Of like Sure. Yeah, that's like when the, the show minable, started minable to fall off con- I'm just saying that, that that was a red airing, you know, or not a red airing, a red flag. Yeah. Anyway, I do love those guys though, and if they want to keep doing yeah. the show, go ahead. It's just you know, it's hard for me to keep watching. It's not, it's not very good. Nah, not really. Background show. Check out the podcast. Yeah, I might. Right, I might Vita, check it out. All right, Vita, what's next on your round table? <laughs> I'm gonna snapped, I'm gonna interrupt Vito I real quick. Snapped, I just snapped in a sassy Z pattern. In a sassy oh. Z, yeah, yeah. Um Yeah, I'm gonna interrupt Vito real quick and get and do my round table. Um All right. do it, talk about Spider Man No Way Home. I knew he was gonna say it. He knew I was gonna say it. Spider Man Spider Man. That's right. Flash went and got Broadway tickets to a one time showing of Bright Spider Man Turn Out the Dark. I don't see I, I wish so bad I had yeah, seen Yeah, you that. mean, but I actually... Uh, I wish I had gone back This is an inside joke of my, my real-life friend when we were in high school. We know we this. To, we used to listen to that soundtrack all the time. I bought it from my yeah, friend yeah, at uh, Borders. We all know uh, this. Why do, you, why do you guys know this? 
You said this on the pod. I've said yeah, probably, said on the probably pod more than before. once. Yeah. Oh, what year is it? What episode is it? <laughs> I don't know. That's all right. You, can, you go ahead and tell a story. But no, I, no, I had never heard of Spider-Man Turn Up the Dark until you told me that story, John. We went. Oh, we yeah. went oh really? Whole idea. Uh, favorite yeah. tracks, freak like me. It was like in the news, like every fucking week. Well, that was New York, on somebody though, you know, and, that was local yeah. news, you know. That's I wish I go back in time and see it. I want to see it. I kind of do. And, and right. I want to uh, see it in its so, full you know, how How's uh, your fancy New York news going to help my crops grow? <laughs> All right, we're still on flask. How's that going <laughs> to help were, the sun blight on the soybeans? What do you think, there Flask? I'm interested. Injuries. Uh, in the production of Spider-Man No Way Home, but because it's made like a billion dollars, I'm sure it's given a lot of people COVID. So you know, I don't know if it's that much better than Turn Off the uh, Dark. Right? Who regard. who wins? Right? They're all vaccinated. Um, don't worry, folks. And, oh, okay. And, and 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 that is the main question, Flask. Who who wins? Does Spider-Man win? Does he in I fact th- find a way home? Uh, it's what debatable. You it's think? debatable. Yeah, he uh, lives like down the block from me, right? God no. damn it. <laughs> Enough. Uh, <laughs> Spider-Man No Way Home. They got me. Okay, they got successfully they successfully serviced my fan and made me happy. Okay, they did it. I enjoyed that movie in a way that I haven't felt. I think since Infinity War. Wow. Uh, oh, yeah. And Infinity War was my uh, probably my favorite MCU movie. Um, just because it. Gave me feelings. The coming totally together feelings. Agree with that. But is there, is there a but? Uh, I mean, there's always buts, right, John? There's, there's always, always buts always out buts. there. But I 100 percent agree with what <laughs> the way you said so far. Did you did you did you uh happen to listen to John and I's 20ish minute spiel? I did last week. I did after the fact. Yeah. Okay. Uh, oh, then, yeah. Okay, okay. Yeah. You already know how I feel then. Right. Um. I would say the one big flaw, the one big but, is the uh, the inciting incident of the whole plot, which yeah, I, I think the reason for the plot could have been way less frustrating. Uh, but once you get past that, it's like yeah, it's really, it's really good. I I, um, I didn't come up with this; I've seen it online. But why didn't they just wish everyone forgot Mysterio? I don't know. Well, I want to get into spoiler talk. Uh, for a few minutes, just for, just a few minutes, right? right okay, not yeah, twenty. Okay, okay. Uh, yeah. That's fine. That's fine. Just all right. Greg and Vito getting bunkered. All right. Wait a twenty photos. minutes initialized times two. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you guys, yeah. you guys, uh, guys want to just take a break for like fifteen twenty and like <laughs> sounds good. <laughs> take a spidey break. Yeah. Uh, spidey break. Spoilers for Spider Man No Way Home. Until forty three thirty six, uh, literally, if they had just changed it to be now that to be that now uh, that Peter's identity is exposed, like a villain comes after his loved ones, and that's the reason he feels he needs to magically mind wipe the entire world. I would have accepted it more, like if there was actual stakes and not just acceptance into MIT for him and his friends. Um. I, I also don't like that it was hard. Well, sorry, I don't. I'm not going to poke too many holes, but immediate thing yeah. I thought from a movie making standpoint is that that would be hard for them to do because then that they have to introduce a villain that has to be resolved, or 
or ba- basically they have to introduce a villain that has to be resolved, and the fact that the villain can be resolved is like part of the answer to like why it's a bad idea to mind wipe everybody anyway. You know, so it is kind of a sticky situation. They could have like a yeah. like a weak villain. Well, not weak. They could have thrown something like weak. Whatever. I'm gonna say weak, but like something in there like the Scorpion or or Shocker. And then mm-hmm. had him get like wiped up real easy, but yeah, maybe in like their little uh, shockwave they hurt Ned or something. So he's like, yeah, I beat yeah, him easy. Yeah, they're not coming after like, Peter. Oh, they're coming oh, after yeah. his loved ones to be like. Maybe even that's like a montage of like low grade villain close calls to like people he like. Nobody has even has to get injured or anything, but like, yeah. once Peter yeah. realizes, like, man, like these people in proximity to me are getting in danger, you know? Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Either someone wants to challenge him or someone wants to fuck with them, whatever. His his identity is out as causing him problems in the world. And that could explain better why he has to do this huge thing that's really uh, impactful to everybody. And also, I don't like that it's his fault that he can't stop talking. So that's why the spell messes up and literally shatters the multiverse. Like it, it escalates so high because of such a stupid reason. But um, I guess I mean I, I'm not going to disagree with you because you certainly have a better read on Spider-Man to me. But that, I mean, that feels like a Spider-Man Peter Parker zany thing to do, right? To like almost yes. break the universe because he can't shut up. Yes, but in the context, I just feel like it wasn't. It's pulled off annoying well. that it's that that's the reason everything happens. That like I, I get it's you. the They're hero's like, fault. You this get invested so for two hours. You get invested for two hours because of a silly. What, you get invested for two hours because what should what should basically just be a bit. Yes. Why is it that seven out of ten times in these movies, it's the hero's fault that the plot happens? They and make something. Bit. They they hurt somebody. They do, do something. the redemption arc. They get stolen know. from or something like that. They must redeem. It, yeah, you know, gift from the goddess and all that. Once you get past all that, though. Or what if what if Doctor Strange just said there's something wrong during the spell because, like, Spider-Man is some kind of unexpected focal point of the multiverse or something like that. Like, you kind of meta his importance. You kind of tap into his meta importance in the, in the Marvel Universe and be like, for some reason, Spider-Man is in every multiverse or in every universe and... Doctor Strange could never have anticipated that he's like some weird nexus of realities or something like that. You know, that, it, it would that, raise his that, importance, but it's a it's a magic. Spider Man may exist in some type of unseen web with his compatriots. <gasps> a web, a verse. Um, but aside from those things, okay, yeah. Uh, where am I? All good. A few quick points, okay? And then, uh, and then we'll get those guys back in. Um, That's what I said. It was interesting that they could only get... <laughs> uh, <laughs> that they could only get Thomas Hayden Schertz and uh, Reese Efans, I forget how to pronounce his name, back to voice uh, Sandman and the Lizard, but had to reuse footage from their earlier movies for when they turn human. I wonder why that was. I'm, I'm, I'll be looking forward to like a little while down the line when we get some behind the scenes info on why that was. Because it seems immediate, so gut, immediate knee jerk is COVID production. That's quite possible. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Why didn't we get Toe for Grace? Why did we not get Toe for Grace? I forgot. Because actually, AKA there's best uh, Venom. 
I was kind of scrambling my brain uh, when I was talking about it two weeks ago. Uh, you know, Sinister Six, Sinister Six. There's only five of them in the there tree. Are, yeah. That's why it's not, you know, it's not technically the Sinister Six. It's yeah. just like Sinister Six and Venom showed up, but he's just hanging out in a bar. The yeah. whole movie. Oh, yeah, yeah, I guess Venom was, yeah, you're right. He, yeah. Venom was um, in the movie, just not Topher. Well, the you know, they could have, uh, no, I was gonna, he never mind. He's in the same year. They could have had Vulture show up, but he's in the Tom they Holland could've... world. And they didn't need any more guy. It was already it was enough villains. I'm, I'm just talking. I'm up. Yeah, up. yeah. More than enough. Um, also, he's gonna be like, what the hell's going on with uh, Michael Keaton playing Adrian Toomes in the Morbius movie, which is um, a Sony Universe movie? Oh, is he? Yeah, he's going to be in that movie, and he's going to be playing Adrian Toomes, a.k.a. the Vulture, in Morbius, which is not in the same universe as the Vulture from the MCU. It's very yeah, strange. but after this movie, they're kind of, uh, not like officially or anything, but they're just making it seem like they're like in the same multiverse, so like things mm-hmm. that happen in one could later maybe pop over to the other. Uh, but it is, a, it is a weird move. Anyway, uh, Defoe and Molina... So great. Uh, I love how they just pick up these characters after, you know, 20 years and run with them and, you know, make them even better this this much later. Uh, even Jamie Foxx kind of, I guess, redeems the Electro portrayal in this movie just by just playing it differently. Like, he's not playing the same character, but just he's kind of allowed to do his thing. And he's uh, he's all right. And that ties into another point, which is um, that I love the... I love the plot development of Peter wanting to help rehabilitate or just, you know, help these villains. Of course, to, to partly due to the influence of Aunt May and actually succeeding <laughs> for most of them, you know, like uh, that also is a, is a really nice Spider-Man thing to do where he's he doesn't want to just beat them up and send them back. He wants to help them if he can. Uh, granted, at personal cost, of course, but. Isn't that always the way with Peter Parker? Yeah, sure. I mean, if there's only and obviously this is movie magic, uh, it look crazy. Spider Man can just literally fix all of his villains in like <laughs> his fucking well, side room in like an hour. To be fair, to be fair, the initial Goblin formula doesn't work, and uh, yeah, the Doc Ock thing is like a is like a, a mechanical problem essentially. And the rest of them get he gets help from the other Peters who know they are villains better. So That's true. and they, know, they, like they have established that like this universe is much more uh, technologically advanced. So I, I guess it yeah, makes sense that he too. could fix uh, Doc Ock's thing. Mm. Doc Ock had to make a whole sun in his apartment just to like have infinite energy, whereas Tony Stark has the arc reactor. Not yeah. safer. Yeah, that's true. Um, that's true. And speak, speaking of which, all the Spider Men are, are good. You know, I uh, wizened McGuire and and scarred, but snarky Garfield and uh, Tom Holland really, you know, I would say he sells everything really well, too. And even Marissa Tomei gets more to work with. And I think her stuff works. Uh, Some people were, of course, a bit miffed about her having the the line. Uh, But I think it works in this context. You know, not everything has to be one-to-one with the comics and i know it's a class you know it's a an iconic thing for uncle ben but it's it's a it's a different take you know it's i think it works in this context 
Um, and you know, the, the drama scenes I think are, are good and the fights are good. Uh, well, hold on. I would say one thing. I, I did think the fights overall were good, but like, dude, Green Goblin straight up learned some like MMA cause he was, he was throwing <laughs> he some fucking like spine busters. He was doing moves. some arm bars. Yeah. He was, he was giving it to him, but I, I did like the choreography overall. 12, 12 yeah. to five elbows. It was kind of yeah. rad, but yeah, it was definitely out of place. Um, and it is, you know, it's funny you mentioned last time, Andy, that uh, about them being done with origin stories uh, and just sort of leaning into it, which is a point I totally agree with. But it's also almost like this whole home trilogy has been an extended origin story for this Spider-Man. In a way, yeah, it, it, you know, he's yeah. been through and, the ringer, like, and uh, now he has to go introdu- alone. Introducing him as a as the multiverse traveling Spider-Man, uh, yeah, with with advanced future tech, basically, and now he's he's done the, the the full Spider-Man thing of he's got the line, he's lost somebody important, he's made mm-hmm. a big mistake, um, and now he's sort of back to square yeah. one, living in a sh- shitty apartment, and he's get has to get a job, you know, and he's just gonna get his GED and be Spider-Man, you know, <laughs> that's, yeah. that's yeah. where he's at now. Friendly neighborhood Spider-Man with the, uh, I don't, I didn't like how the shininess of the suit at the end, but I'm sure they'll fix that for the next movie. But the classic look, let's put it that way. Um, all right, we, we should probably move on soon. If you have yeah. more to say on your round table. Um, there was one thing, uh, Venom, Tom Hardy, Venom going, you know, leaving a bit of the symbiote in the mid credits. um, and then, uh, what was I going to say? The Doctor Strange trailer. Oh, the Doctor Strange trailer in, in the post credits. That's what I was going to talk about. Um, in which we see what at first blush appears to be Shuma Gorath. Uh, but there's more to it. Uh, which they did kind of hint at sort of in the, the what if. Not, not. Yes. A, they didn't say Shumagorath, but we've seen a giant tentacle come out of a we've portal. We've seen tentacles. Yeah. Um, but I think I, I think I saw online that like a Lego set spoiled it, and it's not actually Shumagorath, but it is going to be like a, a tentacled beastie that is perhaps a servant well, of Shumagorath, because Shumagorath well, is supposed to be gigantic. So do we do we have a name for it, or is that just specific? To it's like some Gorgon, Gorgoth, or something like that. I don't know. It's like okay. Tim, yeah, Tim the Tentacle. So, so maybe, so maybe it'll be some introduction to Shimagorath later on down the line. I could imagine it being so, yeah. Um, Interesting. And then okay. a, a, we have a person who looks to be uh, America Chavez, which I uh, this is another comics character, which I didn't hear about, and it's sort of a bizarre character to introduce in a Doctor Strange movie. Um, but I, I guess she does have a dimension hopping ability. Um, and last but not least. What looks to be that particular Doctor Strange from that particular What If episode. Dark Doctor Strange. Demon Doctor Strange, whatever. Could be. Could be. Anyway, that's all for Spider-Man No Way Home. Let's get them back in here. I feel bad. All right, Flask. That's, uh... How many more nuts you got to crack, Flask? One more chestnut. One more nut. All right, let's do it. This is for John as well. Guardians of the Galaxy. Oh, the video game. Whoa, the video game, Guardians of the Galaxy. Uh, it's a John-centric episode, it seems. Uh, yeah, I played through Guardians. 
And it was good, yeah. It was good. Yes. Uh, the game has a, a solid and fun narrative. I'm not sure about it being game of the year narrative. No, no, sorry. I'm not sure about it being like truly game of the year uh, caliber, but let's put it this way. In a year in which this game's narrative could win best narrative out of all the games that have come out that year, that is a year with a scarcity of like exceptional narratives. However, I do think it deserved to win this year against its competition this year. Yeah, I agree, so I agree with all my, that. Yeah. Um, like John said previously, it's a good you mean superhero. For what, award? what? For what award? Narrative. Best narrative. Narrative. Which okay, had won this year's Game Awards. Right, 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 right. Um, it's a good superhero comic book game. It's like a, a sort of a combination of the comics and the, the Guardians movies. Um, but with more focus on the minutia than the movies can have. So you have ample time for Rocket to complain over and over and over again right. about what the team is doing. Um, but it really does seem like a, a living, sort of vibrant team of characters. Um, I don't want to overlap too much with what you know what John said when he talked about it. In episodes 76 and 77, as he said, as he said, cool and inspired environments, that environments, uh, though the places you actually fight enemies are often just sort of metal arenas. Uh, but the stuff aside from that is often like good looking and uh, epic in scale. You got good vistas and stuff like that. Um, still don't quite like the art direction for the characters that much. Drax and Groot and Rocket look pretty much fine because they're more exaggerated characters. Uh, but for most of the humanoids, I just I just wish the character art direction was a tad more stylized. Like maybe somewhere between what they did in the Telltale game and what they did in this. Which which humanoids. skins did you rock? I, I I must admit I rocked default the whole time just because what I, the fuck my friend I know the the first time I play through games I like to just rock defaults stuff uh, anytime I, I got a new one I wear it for a little bit cosmetic oh man I like there's a lot of cool ones are, I mean there do you are. plan on playing it again maybe maybe you're supposed to wear them damn it if if I was gonna pick one for the team it would be the uh the Uniforms from like the two thousand, the late two thousands Guardians comics, where they're like in the blue military uniform type outfits. Yeah, that's what I had Star Lord in. Um, okay, I, I had them all spread like out, those. but I, that's why I Star Lord. I like the, yeah, I like that one. I like um, Mantis's look. I like I liked her uh, character design. Yeah, yeah. She's sort of a a mix as well. Um, the game has a has a bunch of little things that bug me. But the overall experience is enjoyable. And once you get to the groove of like combat, that part is fun. Um, combat does start a little slow before you get... Especially before you get your first like ability. Yeah. They just yes. expect you to just kind of fucking shoot enemies like that you're not effective against until they die. Uh, and, and like I said, it does open up eventually. You have a bunch of options and your guys have more moves. But yeah, in the beginning, you feel very stifled. Yeah, just the I beginning. sometimes felt that I was just holding like R two a lot <laughs> for you know the gun button. Yeah, but the combat is at its best when you're utilizing the abilities of your teammates 
in different combinations. Oh yeah, I had um, my set combo. You know, I'd use uh, absolutely rocket grenade to bring him in, and the Groot thing to send him up. Groot's, yeah, yeah. Um, so it's it's kind of frustrating when they ter- take uh, certain teammates away for certain segments, but it's all right. Um, I understood your control comparison, and and that feeling on the combat overall. Yeah. Uh, and uh, the last thing I'll say is there's so many voice lines playing incessantly that they often trip over each other and and like cut themselves off. Did you notice that happening with you? Uh, well, a little bit. I would, well, you know, because I run into this problem a lot. Where I like to just run ahead full force, and sometimes like games will skip the dialogue. So I've gotten in the habit of like when they do start talking, I'll kind of like slow down and wait. Uh. But even even then, I I did run into that a few times, and that is one of the thing. I don't know how many you know some games brag about how many pages their game is. Uh, there is like constant chatter going on. Yes, and most of it is like you know sometimes some re- you know, very repeated things, but most of it is just unique new lines or you know just whatever there's going on. Someone's commenting on it or someone's bickering or you know. Yeah, there's always there's always something. Um and like you said, it make, it makes me wonder what the developers intended because surely they didn't intend they didn't design it so that the lines would just like awkwardly fumble over each other unless you stood stock still. Yeah. Like why would they design it that way? They expect players to just like stand around they for minutes you'd at be a in time. Complete fucking awe of the environment. <laughs> you'd be unable to move. They should have had like a life is strange sit down button to have all the conversations play out. Um, yeah, so that was that was kind of strange. But there's a shit ton of voice lines in the game, so I got to give them kudos for that. They had recorded like a billion hours of of voices for those characters. Uh, uh, yeah, how'd you, Guardians how'd you like of the, the ending. Guardians of the Galaxy ended with they kind of get like like a. Yeah, like a, a little switch. They, they they switch it up on you. You know what I'm saying? They give you a little little twist. Why am I blanking on what you're talking about? I just you know played saying? this game. Is that, was uh, anybody perhaps, here? Perhaps, 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 perhaps. All right, yeah. caught. He didn't play it. Fake gamer. Fake gamer alert. Kill him. Kill him. I'm kill sorry. him. Well, maybe it was a twist for me. Maybe if I had seen it coming a million miles away. Uh, you know when you you think like the we contain or whatever, but it's oh it's, yeah, and you do like. No, yeah, I'm not bragging or anything, but yeah, I, I saw that coming from a million miles away. Eat yeah. shit. Sorry. Um, <laughs> I will not eat shit. Uh, but yeah, you know, you gotta, you gotta, it, it was too easy. The didn't make any, like, the were just not <laughs> classic. It was real with me, damn it. It was real to you. Guardians of the Galaxy, then. Guardians of the Galaxy, folks. Um, All right. It's a good game. So I got flash? My nuts, my nut bag has been emptied. Oh, wow. All right. Sorry, that was such an enormous round table. That was an enormous nut bag you emptied. No, I mean, there was a lot of discussion all around. Yes. It was all good good stuff. I wasn't bored. I was certainly not bored. That's good to know. I was all about it, dude. It's one of the best uh, bag of nuts I ever had. <laughs> well, all, I, I Wait, had why did you say John uh, on this bag? I have a somewhat more mediocre bag of nuts to crack for you guys. Um, 
Following up on Flask's recommendation, I played and completed The Forgotten City. I didn't do oh, quite everything in the game. I didn't get all the achievos or anything, but I got quote unquote the canon ending, and I got a I did things the right way. Um, yeah, it's a good game. Uh, I'll say that for you time looper fans, I would maybe temper your expectations somewhat. It's not Outer Wilds and the game is, you know, the time loop is is, uh, is more part of the setting than it is um, the main active um, thrust of the game, I feel. Uh, I think that's fair to say without spoiling anything. Mm-hmm. Um, so, uh, go go in with, uh, you know, um, whatever. It's, it's a short four to five hour game, probably. Murder mystery. Well, not really murder mystery, because I've lied, but it's a mystery adventure type game um i looked back on the original mod a little bit and the game is expanded significantly from the original mod that being said it's it's a short and tight game so i I certainly wouldn't spend a lot of money on it um but it's on the game pass so can't really lose there um for being a game with made by a small group of people it's written very well Uh, and i think it does execute on its premise pretty well though like the fact that it kind of loses some of the polish around the edges some things that don't, uh, that, uh, well, I'll just put, leave it at that. It loses some of its polish around the edges. Um, like you said, it's, it, it is an extended mod made in like right. a new it, it, format. Right. No matter how cool it is and how well written it is, it, it is hard to escape the feeling that you are playing a big mod more than you're playing like a, a brand new spanking game. Even though, owing to the mod's credit, it does seem like it's transformed entirely from uh, its original conception. So kudos yes. to the hard work they put into that game over the last five years. And and they did make a successful product that's gotten a lot of good buzz for its historical realism um, and its cool ideas. Well-deserved, too. I'm, like I was telling Vito in private, I'm not a particularly a Roman history nerd, but if you are one of those types, um, it has a lot in there for you. If you're not one of those types, I don't think that the Roman stuff, quotation marks, is so overt that it's inaccessible. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, it's not going to block your accessibility. For sure. That's the Forgotten City. I remember your. Th- oh, go ahead. Oh, sorry. It was a silly <laughs> I'm on to year three of Sardew Valley. Um, it's a kind of a fun passive game to play. Uh, Danny, our friend, is still playing with me here and there. I don't really have a lot to say other than uh, if you're looking for, you know, just mindless, uh, entirely not challenging fun, there it is. I'm sorry I abandoned you, Andy. Greg, you didn't abandon me at all. Don't worry about it. The next time you visit the farm, you'll be pleased to see how the animal operation has grown. That's good. I'm happy. Did you, um... <clears throat> Did you play any real video games? I, I just talked about the Forgotten City. <laughs> and then I yeah, talked yeah. about Stardew Valley. Both I, did, Stardew did Valley is a critically acclaimed video game. Did you hear what I asked? Did you play like real, like real video games for real gamers? All right, name one real video game, Vito. I started playing Psychonauts 2 again. <sighs> okay. Uh, That's a video game. I had... I had some mountain to climb in my head where it's like, man, I haven't played the game so long. Do I do I start a new save file? But I feel like I remember the the stuff early on pretty good. So I decided not to. 
I just jumped in. And it did take me a good 10-15 minutes to get my bearings straight, but I played another few hours of it and I got past the boss and um, I, I'm still really enjoying it. Like It's still giving me this like sense of wonder and delight here and there. It's, it's a lot of fun. Uh, I played a sequence where you're like on a spy mission trying to like break into this place and all your little uh, intern buddies are like using their uh, own special niches to help you out. That was a lot of fun. Mm -hmm. It was a cool little sequence. You're on your way, kid. I'm on my way. To be a psycho nut. Nice. We purchased Ready or Not. I don't know if we've talked about that on the podcast yet. I don't think we have. It's basically like a spiritual successor to SWAT. Uh, SWAT 4. Uh, pretty much the same game, but it's an early access, and I think it's uh, it's a lot of fun. Still kind of rough in some areas. The AI definitely needs a lot of work. Um, has a good amount of content. Maybe a little steep for forty bucks, unless you already got a crew committed to the game. I don't know. You got you guys have all played it. Uh, what, what do you guys think about that? Yeah, I have a lot of fun with it. I agree that it's probably a little steep right now, just because it feels. Like an early access game, like the AI is kind of dumb, and it is an um, early access game to be clear. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, you know, I, I don't know. Shouldn't you be paying like early access prices for an early access game? I'm like, isn't that how that should work normally? Um, well, the case, well, to I, be I fair, like the original model of uh, you are right. The original model for early access was, oh, you buy into the game early, it's at a lower price, and then yeah. as you know, the game gets more of its content, it's fleshed out, the price of it goes up. Now everything's early access, so... Uh, yeah, so everything's early, and everything's early access. It's fucking bullshit. Uh, but yeah, Ready or Not is, uh, is a Great lot of game. fun. I, I like, uh, there's no other game like that, really, you know? Um, it's fun being all strategic with uh, the boys, and, and feels good when you breach a room properly, Incapacitating. Uh, you know. I'm glad you used that word properly. You know, Greg, you taught me a lot. I don't. I try not to shoot anybody if I don't have to. Now, you don't. I that's really. Good. That's nice. No, you don't. You don't have you to. Don't. But I'm saying, like, you really if, don't. If I mean, if you're perfect, mm. you don't. You don't have to. But no, a lot of no, times, we're going to agree to disagree. Well, in 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 in, in pract practical, you know, you you do sometimes. Somebody runs at you with a gun, you got to react. But Man, I, I only been so far until he I, I think you should try to clear every you know room. As uh, as the as the squad's counselor, I believe that every life is sacred, and just because you make a mistake and shoot at a cop does not mean you should die for it. Especially if a cop doesn't die. Now, if you shoot a cop, right, who the fuck is this guy? I don't know this who guy. this guy is, but I will say there that you no... get awarded extra points for <laughs> going non-lethal. That's all I meant. Um, I'm just saying. Take out one of my brothers in arms. The whole building. Then, all right. Yes. If you take down <laughs> a, a boy, then the whole place has to be cleaned. I get it. But yeah. once it's it's just it's just a little playing around while the guns are going. I off. don't know, man. It depends. Depends how it happened. I, I heard it you guys playing last night. It sounded like uh, I don't know. It sounded like you guys could use some discipline on the team. Yeah. It sounded like you're doing a lot of backseat. Gaming while you were playing some stupid Euro fighting Euro sim. 
Well, we'll talk about that. But you guys were a lot of running around. You guys are doing fine, in fact. I think everybody here in this Discord. Well, we just had big numbers. Uh, you know, well. I think two or three people, that was like their first time or second time playing. That's what I was going to say. I think it's hard to manage a full team of five. Yeah. I'm not going to lie. Know, after, after the second time that I was spectating for a half hour, I think I think I lost my luster. Yeah, uh, These games do last a long time, so if you die early, you know, it's rough. Uh, after I, the third time Kerr ran in the room, the seconds after I threw a flash grenade in, I was like, oh, maybe this team's not up to snuff. For me, there's uh, like a certain number of cops that are uh, SWAT team members that could die, and I want to continue. Like, I think if you got a team of three, you could have one SWAT team member die, maybe. Otherwise, right. I, otherwise I want to restart. You know what I mean? I'm not sure, going to keep, sure, sure, sure. keep playing. I think the All goal right, of that uh, game is to like really just run through it perfect as perfect as you can sorry i was just gonna wrap wrap up ready or not and just say that we'll we'll, we'll update our thoughts as we play some more we've, we've only got a few hours in each uh finally i think i've mentioned this before but i think hbo max if we were to have a streaming service of the year type of thing hbo max just seems to always have the best content uh recently got resub to it um they just put out their stats and it's like crazy this year they did really well i'm not surprised i mean it, uh, succession great ass show barry great ass show righteous gym sounds like here's a good show uh i just uh was re-watching veep uh Vito, Ooh, i know that i just described too. that oh okay cool i was just uh, describing that to somebody is like the west wing is like what people want politics to be and veep is like what politics probably actually is yeah um, um though veep is a comedy can we talk about that for a quick quick sec? Yeah, I've seen all the show. Well, what's up? Well, I'm I'm on season two. Okay. Um, I like it. I watch it with my girlfriend. My girlfriend really likes it. I like it. I it's it's fun to watch. Um, but I don't like love it. And um, I don't know what it is. I I think because I, I love the West Wing and I love like Parks and Rec and it's like it's like in the middle. But nobody seems to win in any episode. So it's also like, you know, you don't want to root for these characters because they're, they're shitty people for the most part. Um, or at least, you know, she is. Um, and they don't win. It's kind of like almost like depressing is not the right word. But um, I don't know. I don't get the same satisfaction from Restful. watching that as I, well, as I you do. Know, uh, some, someone once said something like, Tragedy and comedy are the same thing. It just is a difference of perspective, you know. Mm. I, I think the comedy in the show is is that we're watching these terrible people who, uh, you know, have have likable traits for sure. You know, there's there's some things you can relate to about them, but um, they get their comeuppance through like, you know, their own their own kind of like foibles and shit. I think the saying is tragedy plus comedy equals time. Uh, no, that's not what I was going for. But yeah, no, that's no not I think it, it was. <laughs> um, I don't know. I I can't say that I have that feeling, so I, I don't know what to say. Um, I don't know. It's fun, I guess, is the thing for me. I don't. I don't really like. Uh, I don't take it super seriously. You know, I don't think the show that wants you to take it super seriously. So I guess I I just kind of have fun seeing the the misadventures of Selena and her crew. Julia Louis Dreyfus is a great comedic actress. Oh well. yeah, 
Uh, she's fantastic as the vice president that you hate. So weird that she's in the MCU too. <laughs> um, I yeah, not... that was crazy. Oh, I don't know about that. She is in it. That's great. Um, I have yet, I've yet to see the president. I'm assuming it's it's a series bit where you never actually see the president. But I'm also kind of hoping that eventually you do, and it's like fucking. I don't know, like Paul Rudd or, some, or somebody you or, want to Or like, uh, you, you've seen several seasons of The West Wing, right? Yeah. How, what season did you get to? Season th- three or four. Oh, never mind. Well, there's, a, there's a very similar bit to what you're describing in The West Wing, where uh, uh. there's a character that is hyped up for a while, and he finally comes on screen, and it's this big actor. Yeah, that's what I'm hoping. It's, it's somebody I know. Vito just wants the, the president to be Paul Rudd's exact character from Parks and Rec. Which, to be Paul- fair, I would want to. <laughs> I don't remember Paul Rudd character. in Parks and Rec. He plays the doofus who's, like, inexplicably successful in politics. He he, he keeps falling up, and he's, like, a very nice guy. Yeah, oh, like yeah, he, yeah, yeah. Yeah. His dad is, like, a magnate of some kind, I think. Like a sugar magnate C- or something. Candy? Yeah, sugar. Yeah. <laughs> All right, uh, that's all I got for my roundtable. Um, I don't want to cut you off, Vito. Is there anything more you want to talk about, Vito? No. Um, overall, I feel like I'm getting back into games again. In a way, like I haven't stopped playing games. So, like Death Stranding and Stardew Valley, while they're good games, they're like they hit me in like a specific type of brainless activity where like I'm like, can I play games like Psychonaut too? Or do I need to spend another six hours on my farm? The hands are oh. going scale-wise. Yeah, yeah. All that being said, with Flask's massive log of a round table and my small offering, I think we've butted over into break time, friends. So we're going to come back up. We'll wrap up everybody's round table, then we'll move on. To the big event for the night. Yeah, that's right. We ain't even started yet. The five oh, up, gosh. one down. Yeah, we lost everybody already. <laughs> that's right. Flasco put in timestamps flanking his uh his uh round table. Just skip this hour of content. <laughs> Just skip to hour two if you want the real podcast. You know what I mean? I know what you mean. Remember that time Vito lied to our listeners about having COVID to garner sympathy? I know. Right? I was gonna bring that up. He, he said he literally he had COVID. Sick. Probably. He like snuck that in there. I think his phrasing was, "I literally have COVID." Probably. <laughs> All right. Can we just can we just move on? Let the past be the past. We're on break, Vito. <laughs> Anything goes We're on, on break, break, Vito. And on that note, welcome back to the Broken Campfire <gasps> Podcast, everybody. Well, we have a few round tables left to go before the five up one down. And we're going to start us off with a little bit of veto. A little bit of veto in my veto, life. Veto, veto, veto. Little oh. veto, all right. A little bit of veto by my side. A little bit of veto in my All right, I'm going to keep this uh, keep this short, okay? I'm not going to bore Boy, everybody it, like yeah. the last last two round tables. It ran a little long. Why, thank you, um, veto. Uh, he, a little... you, know, you, you did find a flash. He was talking to me. 
Yeah. Few. Um, been playing a little bit of Ready or Not. Ready or Not. Now, now this subject was talked about earlier. If you didn't talk about this. Yes, I know, and that's why I'm moving on to <laughs> the next one. I uh, played a little bit of uh, Mordhau Eastern Invasion update. Oh, Flask and I talked about that. About. <laughs> yeah, when, when you guys went to Spoiler Bunker, Flask and I kind of spun the yarn right, on that well, one. Well, that's fine. That's why I'm moving to Wait, the so next one. Eastern update? So are they like Samurai now? No, not, not that not far. That not that <laughs> <either. laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, I'm not that, sure what they added. It's stuff they from added, Boston. Uh, <laughs> a couple of new yeah, weapons. Yeah, they, they, they added like a new sand map and the scimitar, I believe. You, you, get, you get Storm St. Mary's. Yeah, they added brass knuckles and a baseball bat with nails in it. Yeah. Not really though. What 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 are they? They added, added they added a, a an invasion frontline map called Noria. Um, you know, it's like a I don't know a palace, uh, palm trees, and it's like you know like a uh, like a desert climate. Uh, it's really cool. There's like a, the objective is to like destroy these big water wheels. Um, yeah, it's it's a cool map. They added some cosmetics and they added the shimitar. Still no word on that flail. But it's coming. Call, it's coming. Call me when it's the flail's coming. out. Uh I'm playing a little bit of Yakuza Zero. Um I, I don't I, I saw that it was leaving Game who's Pass. Your, who's this your favorite month. character? Enough. <laughs> uh I saw I was leaving Game Pass and I was like, oh well, you know what, maybe I'll, I'll I'll try to beat it. Yeah, maybe I'll have time to play a 60-hour game in the next Yeah, week. I don't know what the fuck I was thinking. I was also sick, and I was home for, like, a week, so I thought I could, like, bang it what out. What are you, uh, sick with? I don't want to talk about it. Influenza, <laughs> perhaps? Perhaps. Just the normal flu. It was just, just the flu. A, just the normal flu. But, hey, the normal flu is a oh, flu, don't try. It it's still a killer. You know how many people, people die from the... Year. Yeah, you know how many people die yeah. from normal flu, all right? flu shots. It's flu just shot. as vicious. Well, it's, no, it's not just as vicious, but it's pretty vicious. Oh, uh, yeah, don't don't stop building this. Don't, don't, you know, don't play yourself <laughs> too high up there. Stolen valor. I don't want to sound like one of those, that's all. Um, Do you guys think Broken Campfire has the clout to uh, lobby Game Pass to keep Yakuza 0 on the pass for Vito? It's not just Yakuza 0, it's uh, Yakuza Yeah, I know, but that game's just... Kiwami 2, Well, but, you know, as we've Kiwami seen, it's five bucks on Steam right now for the next several yeah, days. Yeah, yeah, so so I, I did buy it on Steam because I wasn't going to finish it in time, and I transferred my save over, um, which wasn't, like, super difficult, but... Difficult enough that I get annoyed at Microsoft Game Pass. And they hide your files. Yeah, it's like you you go to... It's it's an indecipherable string of characters. Yeah, it's just a string of characters and some, like, fucking folder that's a string of characters. Meanwhile, on Steam, you go to Steam Apps, you go to fucking, you know, Game Saves, and it's it's called, like, Saved Games for Yakuza Zero. It's so so obvious. Didn't we cover a story Um, where they were looking to change that? Uh, recently, yeah, right? that, that is that is part of the Windows 11 architecture, oh, right. yeah. theoretically, that it uh, kind of like uh, decrypts that. Yes. Good. It decrypts, it, it decouples apps from the store in some way that 
makes it easier to peruse. Good. Uh, yeah, I've been playing Yakuza's. I'll get it when it comes out, I'm sure. I'm sure my computer, I'll just start my computer one morning and I'll, it'll, be, it'll be there. 2025. Uh, Yakuza 0 is uh, pr- pretty great so far. I'm, on, right. I'm, only, I'm only on like chapter 5. Um, okay, so you've, you've played a little bit of both sides then. Are you I on played five? all of... Uh, I'm, don't quote me, I think I'm on chapter 5. I played, I was introduced to Majima, who is fucking awesome, and I do like him better than Kiryu so far. Kiryu's great. Majima's awesome. I love the whole club, and I love the whole... The scene that introduces Majima is, like, phenomenal. It's no, so funny. I love that scene. Yeah. Um, and, I, you know, coming from hospitality, you know, I, I gotta love the Lord of the Night. Um, but um, I completed... Alternate every, Universe I, Vito. That, it, I'm basically Majima. Um, ah! Yeah, I was introduced to Majima, and I played out... Uh, I'm back to Kiryu now, so I think I'm in, in Chapter 5. So I played all the uh, whole Majima part, now I'm back to Kiryu. Um, yeah, and some funny shit's going down, and uh, some drama's going down, and I, I really like the game. I'm not playing all of them, I'm just telling you guys right now. I'm not playing... I'll probably... It, it, can I, like... It, no. I haven't played all of them, technically. I've, I've, I I mean, well, you can do whatever you want, first of all, you're growing up. I started with number six <laughs> and then, like, skipped around to different ones. Okay. Yeah. Because I, I mean, I might, like, know, go to, like, like they're, they're going to mention some characters and you're like, oh, I don't know who that is. But, like, I don't know. The, the stories are self contained enough. explain who yeah. the Well, yeah, then you'll see a flashback or something. Seven is a, I mean, it is, you know, turn based, different combat RPG. That's just completely, you know, different story, different characters, different, same city. Oh, okay. Good. Um, because I was going to ask, because I, I do want to play 7, because I heard you guys Yeah, I mean, I, I played Zero and Kiwami, uh, which I do think was actually really cool to play those two games, because Kiwami picks up, it's like the next game chronologically, so like, you can kind of see the effects of Zero a little bit easier. Yeah. Um, well, that's what I was but, thinking. Uh, I might do Zero, Kiwami, and then like Yakuza yeah. 7. I just don't have the time that, well, to that, play. Well, that, that's exactly what I've done so far. I, I, I do intend see what to play. You, say. you didn't even hit like the high points of the game you're still honestly you're still kind in the tutorial in some senses like you're still going to be getting new mechanics and whatnot you're pretty much out of it but i th- I think you're still you're right in the the, the end of it. I feel like, yeah, yeah i believe i'm gonna say i feel like chapter six is where the game starts picking up i could be wrong um i did, i was gonna say that that's the order i've played them in but i do absolutely intend to play at least kawami 2 and 6 at some point uh three four or five maybe um but Kwame 2 and 6 for sure. Yeah. But anyway, we talked Yakuza to death. Uh, I don't have much to say about him still early on. Um, and the last thing I'll mention is uh, playing a little bit of Hellish Court. Hellish Court what is, is a... That? Uh, the hell is it that? It is a... Uh, it's like a $12 game on Steam. It is a fighting game. Uh... It is a sword fighting game, like a physics-based sword fighting game where rounds are, like, lightning fast. Basically, like, you know, once you make contact and cut them, um, and the game is, is pretty gory, you could cut off heads and hands. Um, but, you know, you, you, once you get one good hit in, you win the round. Um, and it's a lot of fun. I was... I picked it up because my... Uh, 
girlfriend's little brother came to visit and you know we like playing party games we play a lot of duck game we played i played a little bit of that game rounds andy um that you recommended um yeah anyway so i picked this one up it looked like a fun like just wacky uh this looks like deadliest warrior that old xbox arcade game kind of does yeah a little bit, but it's 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 supposed to be you know, more refined. It's uh, I it's didn't pretty play great. It. Cool. Yeah. it looks pretty dang cool. Yeah. So right now there's like I don't know, like ten fighters in the game. I think there's only going to be like a max of like twelve or thirteen. Um, so there's not like a ton of content, and almost all of it's out. But um, each fighter represents like a different uh, sword uh, fighting style. So like you know, there's a fencer, there's like a pirate with a saber. Um, you know, and it and it just goes on. There's there's a drunk uh friar that wields a long sword. Um, so yeah, each each character feels very different, and um, it's a pretty complex fighter. Like I'll never you know tap into to all of this. I'll never be like amazing at it. But it's just fun to pick up and and do your best. But um, yeah, like it's it's pretty nutty. Like depending on like what foot you're standing on you have like a completely different move set um and uh yeah it's just like heavily physics physics based so you want to like place your sword um in an area where they can't block cuz actually player you'll you'll actually block automatically by like not pressing anything so you want to kind of like um do moves that will will fuck with that um but yeah it's, uh, that's a lot of fun i was playing uh with Zach yesterday because it's on Steam Remote Play, so you know only I need to own it, and I love a Steam Remote Play game. And uh, the game also has a survival mode that's really cool, where it's just super fast. You just get uh, sent against uh, CPU opponents, and you just try to see how long you could last. Um, I made it to like ten dudes, um, and that was pretty difficult. So yeah, it's cool. fun. I, it's like a flavor of the week, I think. Um, but it's 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 a good one. Damn, you lasted with ten dudes. Nice. <laughs> now, now, uh, yeah, that's all I got. Thanks, Vito. Moving right along, we got some more bags of nuts that need to be cracked here. The next bag of nut, I think, is John's. Yeah, I played this game. I don't know if y'all heard of it. It's called. Uh, Ready or not? Well, we, uh, we've I talked about that, that actually. Kind of like SWAT Five. Oh, I like that game. Yeah, and I explain a bit about it. it. Uh, I could. Um, in other news, I've been playing a little bit of Sea of Thieves, uh, and that's been like my sick game where I can't really move. Uh, you know, and I don't really. You know, it's a game where you can just park your ship, get up, and whatever, go go to the bathroom, come back. Uh, yeah, I mean, uh, the game has definitely gotten a steady stream of updates. Um, a lot of the things are like, man, that wasn't in the game when it came out. Like, like for instance, you know, when the game very first came out, you're, you're doing your ship battles, you know, you're shooting cannonballs at each other, you know, you shoot a hole in it, the, the other one, if it gets enough water, it sinks. Uh, now they have like uh, like mass damage, so you can like knock the mast over, oh, that's cool. uh, and then it'll like not you know then they can't move, or you can aim for like the uh, you know their um, 
their wheel, and if you hit the wheel or whatever, and then the wheel is so they can't, there's fucked up turning. So there's like more ship damage. Uh, definitely cool. Wake, eh? Yeah, pretty. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> definitely cool. You know, stuff they added, but it's like, and it was in there to begin with. Uh, you know, things like the there's now like fire in the game. Like you have these little, they come little glass vials, little fire bombs you can throw and like set your you know ship on fire or other people's ships on fire. Um, you know, they've added you know like a very very basic kind of like a fishing and cooking system. Uh, basically the only thing it does, you know, you can like cook food and it'll give you like, um, like an over health basically. It's not extra health, but like if you get hurt and then you survive a few seconds, it'll refill your health bar. Um, and you know, the various other things they've, they, you know, they've added these tall tales that are like more adventurous stuff and the whole Disney thing. Uh, Oh, yeah. And, yeah, and they they're still planning on adding stuff. I think they they started in, in 2021. They started with uh, they're you know like, we're not going to do these named updates or themed updates. We're just going to do like season one, season two, uh, and they they released season five. I think in the beginning of December, and it was um, there's definitely more of like utility season. Like they they added like the ability to sit in chairs and like ledges around oh, the place. Cool. So you can like take pictures and. Uh, some some ideas that sound cool on paper. So this idea sounds cool on paper, and then when you play the game, you're like, nah, not really. Um, you now have the ability, you know, say like you got a bunch of treasure or or whatever, a bunch of shit, and you got to log off the game. You don't want it to just float in the ocean. You can now bury it in an island, and you'll get like a map, and you can like post the map on a board. Um, and then like other people can yeah can grab the map and go look at it, and there you know there's. And the main reason to play the game, it's all about these, like, accommodations, they unlock, like, cosmetics, so, you know, that's, like, the reason to do it right now, but in practice, it's like, nobody's gonna fucking drop off, like, anything good, and these, like, why would they, when they can just turn it in? Um, you do still get a bonus, if, like, if you put it, like, a, if you put a map together, and you put it on the board, and somebody finds your treasure, and they turn it in, you do get some sort of, like, half experience reward, but it's... Definitely not as much as like, all right, I'm just gonna you know bring a bring it in myself. So anything you find is usually gonna be shit or you know just garbage or whatever. Oh, it's just like a, I, a cool I, on I, paper. Yeah. It does sound, it does sound doesn't cool. really work. It would be a really cool mechanic for like an MMO about pirates, where it's like uh, there's genuinely a limited amount of space in the world, and you can like bury treasure anywhere, and then. Uh, Maybe it like auto generates a map of some some kind of thing where like there's always a chance that people can find your treasure that you bury or something like that. Yeah, well, and the game has like server limitations. Like it's like your map doesn't carry over the servers, so hmm. it's like if someone's on there or like the server closes, it's your maps are gone. I think maybe you get some more in that way too. I'm not totally sure about it. the the finite stuff. That's why I guess my one complaint is moving forward, and I'm I'm I feel like they got to do it eventually, or all these games do. Um, you know, right now the game I think is capped to it's either five or six, like galleon. That's like the four-person ships, like per server, and and it's just me reading. You know, obviously I don't know, uh, but a lot of that has to do is because you know the game's cross-platform, but it's still on the what Xbox One, the the last generation mm. one. Yeah. So it's it's I mean it's got to work across all of those, so it's kind of being throttled. Uh, so moving forward, it seems like it's going to have to go like the GTA route where it's like, hey, this is like your guys' last update, have fun, but we got to like move on because the game can't like, this you game know. sucks now. Yeah. Um, but with the Pirates of the Caribbean, which was I think in like 
Novemberish, Octoberish. I'm not sure when that came out. They did introduce like this new kind of instance, like you go through a portal, you go to like a new world system. Um, so that may be a way of trying to get around it or whatever. Uh, definitely not like a, a two thumbs up yet, but a, a much more of a thumbs up than when the game first came out. Well, that's what you want to hear. Yeah. So, John, was it just do, coincidence? Uh, oh, go ahead, Flash. Go ahead. Was it just coincidence that you uh, you had scurvy while you were playing this game, or did you induce scurvy in yourself in order to oh, no, play? No, 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 no. That was <clears throat> yeah, yeah, yeah. I wanted to get the full pirate immersion. Okay, that's what you I know. Thought. You just gotta you gotta drink more <clears throat> uh, citrus. citrus nah, well, right. I'm playing you the game. Citrus got, deficit. Put purpose. double eye patches. Well, on to get Penny. to get scurvy, yeah. She got an eye patch. Well, she got Chunk double eye patches. Legs, put them that's all badass. in. Uh, Gave yeah. them all peg legs. Yeah, 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 exactly. Heightens uh, your other senses. Nice. Yeah, that's, that's about it. When are we going to play, right. uh, cool. when are we going to do the Pirates of the Caribbean stuff? I had Danny ask me the same thing today. <laughs> well, I mean. In the future. One day. Let's, yeah, I was actually, I, I don't want to go on too long, so we got a lot of stuff to talk about, but I was actually thinking this would be this might be a stretch. I think this is actually a good veto game because, Oof. well, hold on. Hear me out. Here's my case. Because it's, it's it's literally like when you load it up, it's like loaded into like a Halo multiplayer match, whatever. Like nothing you do is going to affect the next time you turn the game on, right? So it's not like, oh, I have to grind to level 99 so I can get the good gun so we can take out the big boss. You know what I mean? Everybody starts with the same gun. You have the same gun if you played for 100 hours. And that feels like it's more of a a veto respect time kind of thing. You know what I mean? You don't have to play for 100 hours to get the good items and then start the game. Everyone's got the same. So, mm. I, in that sense, I could see Vito liking it. Yeah, I mean, I did play it a little bit with, uh, I think, Greg and Danny. And yeah, Kurt. that's, I mean, that's, you know, that's, that's, right. that's, that's that crew, like... you know what I'm saying? You know, yeah, you know what I'm saying? Like, that's that crew, you know what I mean? That's that crew, yeah. I mean, I had nothing to say about it. We played it. It was early on. It didn't seem like there was much to do. There were some yeah. missions, I remember. You know, if we I played thought... together, it was probably, especially with Kurt playing, that was like when the game first came out. Oh, so, it was yeah. probably like the beta. Uh, yeah, but yeah. yeah. Either way. John, do you uh, have anything else to talk about? No, no. no that is uh, the okay. Sea of Thieves. Okay. Uh, Greg, what are you up to? Thanks for asking, what Andy. I'm glad you did. Uh, I mean, it's literally the same as always. I just play Final Fantasy, and I play Project Zomboy when I'm not playing Final Fantasy. <laughs> I, uh... Yeah, it's really... I did start another game, though, and I kind of want to fin- finish it. Uh, I bought uh, Kenna, Bridge of Spirits, and oh, I started yeah, playing for that. Yeah. I'm like four hours in. That is a very good game, and I can't wait to, like, I think that'll be a really good game when I'm done with it. Like, I don't see how that game turning or turning bad. So, so some of the hype was justified, you'd say? I'd say, yes. Nice. That's good to hear. Visually, it looks good. Probably, I think it looks good. Uh, the story, you're a... Uh, 
you are Kenna, and you're a, a spirit guide, and you're basically, you guide <clears throat> evil, like, you basically guide spirits to the next world, or before they become evil or whatnot. Um, I have so far bridged one spirit to the afterlife, and uh, it was pretty cool. I, uh, <clears throat> so you're not very good then. Yeah, well, he was kind of, he, I guess he had like a tree fall on him is what I'm getting at or what I think happened to him. So, you know, I had to do that. I had to get his feet. I had to figure out what he was all afraid of and whatnot. Um, me and Noxville basically almost like, Noxville like brought it up first and then I kind of realized it, but the game feels like, uh, this old game called Star Fox, uh, Dinosaur Island or Dinosaur Planet. Like Star, like Star Fox? Fox Adventures? Yeah, Star Fox Adventure. That is what that <laughs> game has a feeling of. That's funny. It is it's basically like that and uh I want to say like Pikmin put together. Okay. Yeah, because you That's have cool. these little things called uh the rot. And they are like these tiny little uh black creatures and you can find them like all around the map. I think I have twenty one or twenty two of them so far. And they just uh they can follow you around. Uh, they can do like special abilities. Uh, you can put little fancy hats on them. They're nice. Hell yeah. Uh, um, I heard that the gameplay is like simple. Like your moveset yes, it is, is like it's super very, simple. It's, you have so I just got a bow like yesterday, but um, you basically it's right bumper for light, right trigger for heavy, B to dodge. And LB, for, if you tap it, you can parry. If you hold LB, you can use your shield. That's it. Yeah, yeah. I heard that there's a lot of, like, the, the move set is, is pretty simple. Like, almost disappointingly simple. But uh, this was one of the reviews I read. But, uh, I don't know. I guess the, the, the variety of enemies is, is very large, and it ends up being fun somehow. Oh uh, yeah, I yeah, mean, doubt it. It, it, sorry. it is simple. There is yeah, like sorry, sorry, simple. not, not game of the year. Simple game, simple brain. That's what I say. If it ain't true, it'd be really funny when it comes to my five uh, ups. One down, <laughs> Sean. I don't even care about your opinion because you like the Avengers. So, oh my god, take that. <laughs> You'll finish Cana Bridge of Spirits and report back. I'll, yeah, I'll probably finish at some point. But Final Fantasy is taking up my life. And it's sad. But that's just that's natural. It. That's all I got, though. That's I'm boring. All right. Hey, no, that's all right. We got a lot to talk about still. Because now we have a beast to slay, friends. This 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 monument that we've that we've hyped up. This five up, one down. We gotta nail this baby out. Let's just drop it. Yeah, fuck it. Yeah. See you guys next week. Hey, this is gonna sound terrible, but did John go already? Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah. <laughs> he did? Yeah. What do you talk what do you talk about? Nothing much. You talked about Minecraft. You remember that? Yeah, you talked about Minecraft. Yeah, my Minecraft <laughs> kicks that I've been doing. You know, he's been sick, so he's been playing Minecraft. Oh, yeah, I remember. Let's <laughs> yeah, just move you, on. You were engaging. Don't worry. Yeah. Uh, but first yeah, I up, Flask. talked to you during it. It was strange. Flask. Yeah, hi. In the year 2021, you consumed a lot of media. Yes. But in this space, you're given five recommendations in uh, 
by default a non-tiered order, non-ranked list. So you're you're welcome to present it that way if you want. Uh huh. So what do you got, Flask? What are your five ops? Whoa. For uh, well, this this year was kind of tough as we were talking about a little bit before the podcast. So I was sort of middling, uh, rather than enthusiastic on like most things this year. Um, but also the truly exceptional ones, I feel like are going to be ones that we may have shared as we've talked about, there may be some, definitely some overlap. Um, so even though I wanted to come up with some outside picks that wouldn't, you know, wouldn't be expected. I also don't want to be dishonest with myself. You know, the exceptional stuff sure, is the exceptional sure, of stuff. Course. So it's a bit right. of a mix. It, here. It, 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 of course it is. Is the list true to you? Regardless, yes. in a, as, a, as if you exist in a vacuum, uh, specifically aside from all your co-hosts. Absolutely. So my first up is uh, the latest special by Bo Burnham called Inside. Uh, it's on Netflix. Uh, in- he made it in quarantine over the course of a year, according to the special itself. Um, so I don't know how familiar you guys are with Bo Burnham, if, if, you, if you even like him. But yeah, um, funny, funny song guy. Yeah. Uh, his previous specials were uh, pretty funny and uh, insightful into him as a person and a performer. Uh, Inside is, I would say, incisive in a way that sort of uh, is different. And it sort of strikes at the gut a bit to, to make you sort of chuckle ch- chuckle nauseously is the way I would put it. Um, because it's sort of true. It's like accurate to our, our times now. Um and it's really stuck with me since I watched it. Uh, the songs are good. You know, he's he's a good, good songwriter. Some are great. Um, you know, forget... What, what would you say... Oh, go ahead. Sorry. No, no, no. I'll, please. I'll ask. I'm going to say, what would you say is somebody like me who has the typical, uh, as I'm sure you relate to, apprehension about pandemic media? Oh, that's what I was... I was going to say the same thing. Like, there'll be a time when I'll watch it because I like... Uh, other Bo Burnham specials, but I I thought like it's insufferable to watch pandemic media while we're in the pandemic. Like I just don't want to hear about the pandemic. I'm living it, you know. Like, yeah, did you feel like it was cathartic despite that apprehension? Or I don't know. I, I'm a weird person in that like I I did I don't really mind pandemic media either way. Although I I do totally understand like how some media that deals with it would just be like i don't care right now i'm living it you know but but i i guess i guess what i'm saying is like by default i have that heuristic about pandemic media mm-hmm. let so me put it this way if you he he definitely it's it's definitely about his uh mental state during his quarantine period and the you know the the, the pandemic is is what's causing all of this like the the feelings that he's having and stuff like that so it's yeah it's definitely associated with that pretty strongly um but it's hard for me to say like whether or not it would be i don't know triggering or or okay yeah and and that's fine it might not be a fair question to ask i was just curious if you had a special take about the um honestly the parts i like most are not even about the quarantine or the pandemic or stuff they're just about like the world we live in and there there is a lot of that so like if you can stomach the parts that are uh are more about the current state the the current state of the you know pandemic and quarantine and stuff like that uh the other stuff is is what i liked about it right 
Yeah, um, there's there's uh, the the one extreme is like the the first scene of episode one of Brooklyn Nine Nine this last season. Yeah, it's not trying. He's not trying to make jokes about the about the pandemic. Let's I will say that about haha people anti vaxxers are so dumb. Yeah, no, no, not really. Um, though they are. Let, let me be clear, Twitter. <laughs> yes, I I don't disagree with that sentence. But I would say I would say. As for, as for the nature of the special, you can like forget labels and, and like genres and stuff like that. Um, and and a lot of people talk about like pretension, but I don't think that I don't think that's even enters into it. I think it's a piece of art. You know, he made this piece of art over the course of a year, and it, uh, it sort of evokes the feeling that it, this this is wild. But to me, it sort of evokes the feeling that people must have experienced during like the Cold War. Or something like that. Like any time in history where there was like a big looming sort of uh, dread. Threat. Yeah, some sort of big Threat. looming dread um, over over our culture uh, and our world. So, like, except there's no a boogeyman. Right. Except there's no boogeyman in this case because the boogeyman is just us. <laughs> and it's why we sort of bury ourselves in entertainment. Um. <laughs> My next up is Spider-Man No Way Home. <laughs> <laughs> uh, nice. As I as I talk about my, looming <laughs> sense of dread. Yeah. As I said on my roundtable, uh, they got me. They did something really fun, and uh, even with its flaws, you know, I think it's one of the best MCU movies. <laughs> Enough said. Stru- I agree. Stru- stru- structurally flask. I'm, I'm digging this list so far. <laughs> You're welcome. I, I don't know where it's going to take me next. Right. Uh, well, you know where it'll take you. It'll take you to It Takes Two. Woo! The video game. Uh, yeah, I could not... After after a lot of deliberation, I could not keep this off of my list. Because it, it was genuinely surprising in a way that few games are nowadays. Um, you know, just joyous design, joyous design decisions uh, around every corner, and not afraid of taking chances and all that. And it's just a, a lovely cooperative game. <clears throat> totally, yeah. And it's great that uh, playing and- with Andy didn't ruin it for you. That is nice. Yeah, I was worried. Well, about that. Yeah. I was also worried about. Wow, well, I was, I was going to say something nice about playing co-op with Flask, but you guys kind of like. Well, really, I, you guys I don't remember who out I played with. Who did I? Uh... Oh wow! You know what? I'm scratching. Yeah. I was going to say uh, so. As, I was going to say nice as, things as, about John. Forget it. Oh, as your oh, co-op partner Vito. Flask. Oh, that's who. Uh, right. I have like the exact same words about the game. Um, okay. Uh, it, it, it was fantastic, and. Uh, um, Especially as a co-op experience, it was really cool. All the things that it did to to keep the game fresh. Absolutely. Know? Um, doesn't necessarily fire on every single cylinder. You know, we 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 had a whole podcast about it, and a lot of that was talking about how elements of the narrative, the story, were were, were fairly weak. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, by all means, uh, it's made me buy full into Joseph Ferris. Uh, I didn't play a way out of the. The, the game was interesting at the time as well. Oh, yeah, Dude, the way I was pretty badass. Yeah. Uh, this is definitely good. And let me just say in a final note, Vito, I just didn't want to weird you out. Uh, when we were you know, together in Indiana, I actually have a It Takes Two tattoo I got preemptively. 
Oh, no kidding. And I didn't want to show it to you because I thought you'd freak out. You know, but maybe PAX East. You know, I show it to you. Maybe maybe you get the opposite, you know. John. Mm. It has the main score I, on it. I, I really wish you would have... <laughs> sh- I, <laughs> I was going to say, I really wish you would have showed it to me because then... I would have I would have had the courage to show you mine as well. Oh, Vito. <laughs> How cute. Uh, yeah, I like playing hey, with John. V- Vito's I, also has the score on it, but it's wrong. It's incorrect. Yeah, but it's wrong. It <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> <laughs> would be a good bit. It takes some real dedication, though. Two I, brothers uh, with two tattoos. One always tells lies. The other only tells the truth. <laughs> <laughs> Um, it's so weird. We knew, like, I feel like we saw the trailer for this at, like, the PC game show, and we, like, fucking nailed it. We were like, that's gonna be awesome. I remember being very excited for that game. We were, were, I actually had reason to re-listen to that podcast over the last month. I think it was a Game Awards podcast. Um, and, uh, we we were certainly enthusiastic about the game, for sure. I, I think we, I think we have, like, I think we were kind of bought in by just this, like, weird book character and like yeah, yeah the book what guy. the fuck is the going on and me, I, um, me and greg played through a way out together yeah i gotta do that i i haven't played I, who I, was your takes two partner again sean you played through a way out with greg you remember that but all right i had oh, a let great me that, time let me my too. playing with john i don't even think we got into one fight no dude we were fighting you know what I, like to say, though? I mean same same with me and flask like you guys say this how you guys had like great was our gears you know, to redemption or... and whatnot. yeah we did it but uh you all lost against a single father that's in, true uh, in the it takes two tournament i put up my, my... best effort <laughs> my biggest like I came back and anxiety snowed. like apprehension or whatever playing through it takes two was like this feeling of like Man, I hope we're not playing through this game too fast because, like, this I don't want this to end. But, yeah, but I mean, it ended up being really despite all that, it was too. like twelve hours game. Yeah, yeah like, yo, I can't wait to see what that guy's next game is. I can't wait. Yeah, it takes three. Uh, I can't wait. A way out of it takes two. Three player co op. It takes <laughs> three. Um, I actually did start playing it takes two with my girlfriend recently, um, and I was like, and, and you know, at first I was gonna, you know. When the trailer came out, I'd be like, oh, that'd be a good game to play with my girlfriend. And then I ended up playing with John instead. Uh, because, well, I just I just love him saw more. it I was... It. Well, no, I just saw but it was, you know... B, B before H, you know? It, B, 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 first off, B before H. Second of all, um, you know, it's it's a 3D game with a, a, three, a 3D camera, you know, two analog sticks. So I knew my girlfriend wouldn't really be able to oh, handle yeah. it. H can't G. But H can't... I don't know what that stands for, but H yeah, can G. But um, I get it. I get it. We yeah, we we started playing it recently, and uh, she was doing okay up until we got to the first boss. Not even actually the no. The first boss is the vacuum cleaner. The second boss, the toolbox. Things start to get crazy. There's like nails falling from the sky. There's a lot of dodging, um, and she couldn't really handle it. We might might give it another go around, but I guess. I'm bringing this up because it seems like such like a, a family friendly game, and the gameplay is pretty simple. But I almost wish it was like, or I, I wish they would make a game similar that would be even a little more friendly. Or maybe uh, there should be like difficulty modes. 
Are there? Yeah. That no. There's no difficulty yeah, no. modes. I don't. I, yeah. yeah. I mean, it's it's an um, easy game. Like you know, it's it's not like you can't get really a game over screen unless you both go down at the same hmm. time. So if one person's good, you know, I can help. But it got to a point where I actually had to grab her controller, um, and I yelled at her and I grabbed. I said, "Give me that." <laughs> um, no, nah, it didn't happen like that. Well, it would be I, nice. You know, I I agree with you. You're that done. Would be nice, but I'm I don't want so the game glad. changed at all. I don't want well, it to sound like I want the game changed. I I I know I know I, I and I totally agree with you. I'm just saying that like. Uh, they might have had that thought, and the easy answer to that thought is to make one the easy character and one the gamer character. And I'm so glad they didn't do that. You know what I mean? Yes. That would have been the easy answer to what you're saying to like make it a totally accessible game. You know what I mean? I'm, yeah, I'm very. I'm. I'm I very think some glad people do, do say that, that the the I forget which character. One of the characters is supposedly. An easier route, but I I don't know if I. I think I, I think that's that true. like I think that like you can like maybe like lay them all out on a paper on like paper and like yeah. have a debate right. and like decide like okay yeah you know when you lay it all out on paper this guy is the easier route but I don't I certainly don't think that you ever have that feeling no. throughout and that was one of the things I, I remember praising about the game in our podcast even is like I don't I don't think you ever had the feeling throughout the game that like you're uh, you you're never have the exact experience as your co-op partner because you're you have different abilities and everything but, and you were and, and like jealous and never, of their experience exactly yeah. it never feels like you are you're having an unequal experience despite it yeah. being different you know what i mean 100 percent. my fourth Fire up flies. is <laughs> my fourth up is the forgotten city uh which i did remember after after andy talked about it earlier uh which is why i'm saying it now I've already spoken my piece on it in episode 80, last episode. But suffice to say, this was my like indie game of the year, essentially. And it's the kind of game I wish I could get more often. Just a, just a well-thought-out concept, executed well, without any pretense of being more than it is, You know, as we said earlier. It's an expanded mod, and you feel it, but it's well-made. Um... Yeah, so I couldn't I couldn't ignore how good that was out of nowhere for me. And my fifth up is a game I haven't talked about uh and it has a it has a caveat in that I haven't actually finished the game yet. I've just Oof. been enjo- enjoying it and and taking my time. Uh but what I have played is delightful enough that I can already say it's pr- it's probably a winner for me, uh which is Demon Turf. Demon Turf. Demon Turd? Turf. Turd. As, as in, like, gang turf. Oh. Turf. I've never heard of this game. With an F on the end, yeah. I've literally never heard of this. Um, Demon Turf is a 3D platformer. Um, what makes it stand out right away is that the player character and all the NPCs and enemies are 2D sprites in a 3D environment. So it's sort of old school in that way. Um, oh, I know this game. Oh, I'm looking oh. at this game now. Dude, I remember. <laughs> I didn't know this came it, out. It, 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 it it's did? telling that in the year of Psych- where Psychonauts 2 came out, this was the 3D platform that ends up in your 5-up. It is interesting, isn't it? I mean, Psychonauts 2 was really good, and I recommend everyone play it, but that's not... Like, it wasn't... I had a lot of problems with it, and so I, I couldn't like recommend it over a game that is doing something kind of fresh-feeling. You know what I mean? I, it's I don't know. It was, yeah, it was, it was a sure, weird choice, sure. honestly. But I wanted to pick something kind of snappy, kind of fresh. Um, 
And that doesn't mean that this is better than Psychonauts 2. But, no, uh, of course not. But uh, I understand what you're saying. Yes. What makes it fun is that it, it's essentially, uh, and I haven't played this, but it's essentially Super Mario Odyssey with the movement options that you have at your disposal. And there's all sorts of collectibles. Um, you're going through different, you know, themed levels. You're collecting stuff with the goal that you are a demon girl who wants to be demon queen. And you have to take over demon gang turfs nice. and defeat their bosses. So you're kind of like a snarky little kid who's like, I'm going to rule the world. And no one can stand on oh, so. I'm um, watching a live stream of it now. Uh, some guy, like, he jumps and he turns into, like, a little bat creature. Yes, that's your hover. Yeah. yeah There's all sorts of movement creature. options. You can combine them in different ways to, to do different levels of, like, horizontal or vertical movement. Um, this guy's not really good at this game, dude. <laughs> <laughs> That's okay. All right, tur- All right turn it off. <laughs> it was Vito playing. <laughs> uh, <laughs> no, that would be funny, but no, he's not. <laughs> a really cool feature is that you can set a limited number of your own checkpoints throughout these levels, uh, which is really handy. So, like, you have a you have like a set of uh, f- like four or five flags that you can place anywhere you want in the level. Uh, so your inventory of them is limited, but it allows you to checkpoint wherever you want. That's really cool. Um, and you've got, of course, you know, as we said, traversal options and uh, responsive mechanics and everything you want in a in a in a neat platformer like that. There's time trial trophies and extra collectibles, of course, all sorts of things. You can you can choose your own level of of uh, commitment to the to completing everything. It's a completionist run. Um, there's also a number of side activities. There's like golf in the game. I don't know. It's even uh, got a uh, a photo mode, a photo hunt mini game type of thing where you get like quests to go take pictures of stuff because there's a photo mode in the game, which is always welcome. <laughs> Some kind of photo challenge mode. Um, the only element that I would say isn't great is the combat. In that it could be more robust for sure. You're basically just shoving enemies. Um, you can like charge up your shove, but it's not very satisfying. Um, luckily, really, the game is like in, you're in it for the, the platforming over the combat, but there are combat sections sure, every now and then. Sure. Um, it also has good music, kind of a jet set radio style, um, okay. beats and stuff. And as I said, I'm just I'm just taking my time with it because it's a surprisingly long game, like multiple tens of hours, which is pretty surprising. It's impressive for a game like this. Yeah, for a platformer for sure. Yeah, yeah I'm out. <laughs> well, that's the thing too. Like I say that, but as I said before, you're choosing your own level of commitment to completionism, completion, completionistic, completion. Uh, I like platformers. What can I say? You know. You know so that's what right. I did. That's the five up from Flask. Hello. Thanks, Flask. We'll get around to your one down later on. Yeah. Now we will proceed on to my list of five ups. Oops. If we must. I guess. It takes two, which I already spoke a lot <laughs> about. But yeah, I, I have pretty much no choice but to include it on my list. Same, bro. The second game is a game I can't talk a whole lot about without spoiling what exactly does make it special, and I think we did that in a podcast already. 
Mm-hmm. Um, it's actually a couple podcasts already, but it's uh, Inscription, um, deck building, uh, puzzle mystery game uh, with, with some delightful surprises in a nice, tight 10 to 12 hour package, I think, maybe even less than that, um, that uh, tells a story, tells it well with cool gameplay mechanics, stays fresh the whole time. Uh, in a lot of ways, it has a. I'm saying some similar words that I would give it to It Takes Two, though it's a totally different game, but. Um, yeah. Uh, people who play the game won't will understand my comparison there. Um, yeah, Inscription. Good ass game. By the way, I, I, I did buy Inscription, so I'm going to play it. Awesome. All right, cool. Oh my god, alright, everyone cut the bit. He actually bought it, now yeah. we can stop pretending. Got him! No, no, I was joking, I was joking! No, no, Anyway, no. next to my five downs. God damn it. <laughs> god damn it. <laughs> uh, a game that John turned me on to. And John might be surprised to see on this list, but I spent a lot of time on this. Oh, yeah, I know this I now. Really enjoyed. It's a Teardown. That game is a lot of fun. Um... Uh, 1.2 just came out this last year, or this last year, like this last month, and I haven't, oops, woo, 1.2, what am I even talking about? Part 2 to the game, and basically 1.0, I think it's like at a .99 state release, like he's not quite caught a 1.0, but basically all the content in the game was just released, and I haven't played the second half yet, but I hear it's really good. But the first half got me in a space where, like, the, the loopable heist thing you know what i mean where uh, you know if you're if you're like me when you're playing stealth games you're you're doing like an, an obsessive amount of like saving and reloading if you need to to get the perfect run you know what i mean you're trying not to save scum but like what i'm getting at is that like if you violate no i'm with the, you the, yeah the run you'll yeah. just end the run and restart uh yeah go silent I, it, right or, tear know, down smooth. Exactly. Tear down with like these like tight sixty second loops. That's the premise of every mission is that like most missions is that like you have sixty seconds like, to get the objective. You're constantly in that loop of like improving your, your run just a little bit and then executing. It it, it gives it gives you a great high on that. It sounds very addictive, yeah. The physics is fun too, though it's not, you know, perfect. Physics is it's it's really good. It's fun. Destructive physics is really cool. Everything is destructible pretty much. The few things that aren't are destructible just to make a puzzle harder to do. You know, it's not like there's any limitations to the engine as far as that goes. Um, I agree. Um, you're kind of hinting on earlier, yeah. Just the the feeling of like, you know, you get a time and you're like, oh, I can shave that down in a second, you know, or two seconds, and then you do it again. You're like, oh, I can shave that down in a second if I do this. And yeah, then it's like, you know, an hour later and you've spent, you know, all that time shaving it down like three seconds. Uh, yeah. But it's very sure. addictive and it seems very achievable. You're just like, ah, oh, if I just made this turn quicker, oh, if I just hit this jump so the right way. Basically way. the speedrunner mentality. It's it's speedrunning yeah, light. Yeah. It's, it's, yeah, it's because I'm not, yeah, I don't like to, it's I don't very know, I don't accessible consider myself speed a speedrunner. But yeah, like a, like you're dipping your toes into it a little bit in a very accessible way. Yeah, like, for most missions, like, I've gotten, for at least part one, I've gotten 100% almost every mission. And without a whole lot of effort or big braining, like, for most missions, there's many ways that you can complete objective. But even still, there are probably ways that, like, they, they definitely help you out. Like, there's probably, like, 
ways they kind of expect you to take. And you'll figure those out just from like understanding the tools in your hand. You know what I mean? Uh, so it, 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 yeah, it gives you the speed running high, but it's very accessible. You don't need to right. like spend a lot of hours in this game to like do well. Sounds enticing. Teardown is almost like a deceiving name because like the actual business of like knocking shit down is certainly an objective that you do in that game, but it's a really small part of what that game is. Tear fast. Yeah, I mean, in terms of the game, that's your cover for your character. Uh, while he's doing all these heists, you own a teardown service. Oh, I see. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> My next up, fourth up, the last video game up on the list is... Well, course i had to give it to this one disco elysium the final cut oh How my dare god you. i literally was Ew. gonna say disco elysium for the fifth year in a row <laughs> hey but that's false. Uh, despite <laughs> despite all this no it certainly wasn't despite all the no, wasn't. the talk i've had of the game um I've not had the opportunity to put on one of my five ups for a year. And it's, this is a legitimate one. With, it is hilarious with, with that you got a, a second chance to put your favorite game on. Yeah, I did. Hey, I, would, so I did legitimately. Look, I can talk for years about that game. But let me also like iterate that um, the Final Cut in particular was, is a massive achievement, I think. Oh, yeah. Like the, adding a... And then, and then, Insane amount of voice dialogue, most of which is good, especially like the limbic system, how all that interacts with each other. Um, voice acting nearly every line of like, uh, I'm, I don't even know how many word narrative, very, very big script is, uh, an impressive, impressive feat. Uh, the stuff that they did add quest wise was pretty cool. Um, and, uh, you know, short up a few things in the original cut, so. <clears throat> I've it. talked about that game so much on the podcast that I'm sure that <clears throat> there's nothing more that needs to be said, but no, that's sit. my fourth up. All right. My fifth up, I think it may be a surprise to some of you, is Dune by Denis Villeneuve. Villeneuve. All right, okay. I thought it was, thought it was good. <clears throat> so I, I think I liked it. Uh, I sorry. I think it was really good. I liked it a lot. I think it was a great movie, but I'm kind of putting it up there because um, I think it's really cool that a highly anticipated sci-fi epic movie was actually good and had yes. some unique stuff going on and w- had me interested in a way that like mainstream films don't get me interested, despite the fact that it was like a mainstream film. Um. Uh, and you know, I haven't read Dune, but from what I hear, it's, it, it also manages to be a mostly faithful adaptation of the source material, despite doing all, all the things that it does to be a good movie. So, in many important for ways, that, yeah. For that, uh, it's my fifth and final up for the night. Yeah, I, I nearly right. put it on my own list. Um, but I would say the rationale for it going on a list like this is it is, uh, the most the best feeling sci-fi film of this year, you know? Absolutely. Like yeah. it, the atmosphere yeah, is the, incredible. Hands down. Yeah. It, yeah. It was very well constructed, um, which, you know, you, you've come to expect in that director, but 
with a property that has is somewhat tainted like Dune, and also with a genre that's somewhat tainted like epic sci-fi, you get you get wary. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. That's it for me. Moving on down the list to Vito. All right, Vito. You have the same task ahead of you of all the media that you enjoyed that's relevant to 2021. You've pared it down to five recommendations. Yeah, so much good stuff this year. Uh, I guess let's start with Squid Game. Um, and can, Netflix. This, this cannot show. actually. This cannot actually be your list, right? I thought it was endearing. I. He doesn't watch like, anime, right? I like the squid, and. It spoke to the inner kid in me. Uh, Peter, what the hell are you talking about? You watch, you watch Squid Game on Netflix? Are you trying I to know, find my Splatoon? I've never seen Squid Game. All right. I'm sorry. Uh, some, some, some of that was a meme was, that we literally that we were doing. Some of that was convincing enough that I was worried. I didn't think it was a meme. I believed him. I don't. I still <laughs> a lot believe of people him. Like I'm that. not sure. I'm not sure if it's I a like meme. It's a good show. Is this All right. Uh... <laughs> We got number one. It takes two. I think we just blew his up up, and he's just scrambling for another one. <laughs> yeah, I'm just oh. picking ones from from your guys's uh, number. Right. Number it's two. Uh, number two. Disco Demon Turf. The final cut. Uh, actually, <laughs> oh, you play Demon Turf too, Vito? Wow. Uh, actually, actually, Andy, number two is Disco Elysium, the final cut. Oh, what? is it really? Cool. No, yeah, of I course. Don't believe it. What is going on here? I feel like there's like this a, is just an on psyops on psyops happening right now. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. Uh, well, it wasn't number two. Number two was Inscription. Uh, number three was uh, Outer Wilds: Echoes of the Eye, um, which was a phenomenal DLC. I mean, it, it wowed me. Um, it was so good that like you know it was one of those games that uh, I couldn't even pick like a game the week you know for for the next week or two because i didn't know what what to follow with that um and it was fun uh, you know i played it and then flask was playing it so i got to watch him play it and experience um or i'm sorry was it the fucking reverse am i misremembering this? we were playing it at the same time that's around the same time yeah <laughs> so we were watching each um, other yeah because i uh, was was great i i didn't expect to get dlc for Probably one of my favorite games of all time. You beat that, right, Andy? And it was great. No, he no actually, it. I was uh, waiting for him to say it. You know, yeah, I don't want to. I don't want to pressure him. He'll get to it when he gets to it. Because I hope he likes it. But I don't know. I got bad feeling. Yeah, because I was... Vito, I, I hang on. Let me let me be clear to this this <laughs> to this fucking naysaying. You say one negative thing about about a thing. And like people go, I don't know, I don't know if he's he gonna hates like it, man. It. I let me be clear. I think Echoes of the Eye, from what I've played, is fantastic. It, it, it is certainly at least a nine out of ten DLC. You know where where I have like maybe some quibbles is, is deep into the weeds, and it'll only of interest to people who've already played the thing. So don't let that be a deterrence to you. Audience, no. I heard him spitting at his screen when he was playing at it. I, I didn't did know hear the spit at landing. I, I wasn't sure what that was. The, fa- the, the, fa- the fact that I haven't played it yet was because I went on a trip that blew up my momentum. The same thing was true for Psychonauts 2, which I recently picked back up. Yeah, I just pushed or through. Or it yeah. not be post. a true gamer, you know? Yeah, because the eye was, was closest to being my... It would have been like my sixth up, basically. And it, it was... That, that DLC, like... 
I, I know we're not ranking them, but that was my favorite video game experience of the year. Understandably so. It, it uh, just um, like, uh, maybe maybe Disco Elysium actually. Well, Disco is like you know that's an update to an existing favorite. You know. Well, Disco. Okay, so moving on to my fourth one is, is Disco Elysium: The Final Cut. This was my first experience beating the game. Really, I mean, more than that, like playing the majority of the game. Uh, you know, I played a little bit uh, the year of release, but then I, I really played the majority of the game during uh, this year oh, when, right. when okay. the final cut, cut cut was released, and that was phenomenal. I mean, that that goes in you know one of my favorite games of all time as well, Disco Elysium. And actually, I think I I beat Echoes the Eye, and to follow it up, I I ended up playing Disco Elysium. So I, I picked a great uh, follow up game because um, that was phenomenal. For sure, and, absolutely, and yeah, uh, and my fifth is uh, Invincible. On um, I was oh yeah, yeah, forgot about that this year. Yeah, uh, I never. Um, <clears throat> I think everybody enjoyed it that we know, but uh, I never read the comics, so it was a fresh experience for me, and it was full of surprises. And it's a great show to go in blind to, and also you know I wasn't disappointed by any, you know adaptation related things so that that was great that was like the best tv all year we and I can't had, wait for the next season we had a balanced take with me on the pod all right okay well, I, we I, heard him, I don't take i heard him kissing a, the screen when it was on there are certainly I, I, there are certainly some major deviations from the source material which uh preserves some fans of the show like flask more <laughs> more than others in the comic yeah uh i uh, yeah from the comic to the show um but overall, I mean, I would agree. I mean, if I had thought about it, maybe it would have ended up on my list as well. Um, but it was a great was TV good. show. It was good. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I dug it. Look forward to season two for sure. <clears throat> yeah, like years maybe. We'll see. Yeah. Um, I will say yeah. one, one, one thing. Maybe... <laughs> Sorry. I mean, I don't want to blow up this show's spot. And this is like... do it. The, the most minor things, but like the show does make me think that maybe star power is not a good thing all the time. That's like the first that's thing true. that comes to my mind with that show. Hmm. Not that I have a problem with many of the voice actresses or whatever, but it's almost like nauseating how many of them are like, oh, hey, I'm supposed to know this guy. I think right, that's yeah. generally very true in anything because like voice actors exist for a reason, but they want the star power. And right. it's not always right. the best decision. By the way, if it's um, if it's safe for the podcast, what what did Vito write down? I didn't actually look at it. <laughs> what did he write down initially as his list? Uh the ones that I saw and I immediately it was Bat for Blood, uh Cowboy Bebop was on it. And I was oh, like, what the Netflix fuck? Oh, I was gonna get violent. I was gonna get no. violent with you, Vito. The Snyder I cut. said that. Uh, yeah, Snyder I, Cut I, was the one. I, well, the thing was that when I saw the list, I could have honestly seen Vito try to make an argument for Back for Blood, or sure. which I think could have passed. Or well, I, I put cut. that in there. Vito, you, def- you Vito definitely bit. could have made an argument for the Snyder Cut, and it would have basically been like a specific Me? argument about. Yeah, I think you could have. I, I did not even. I did not enjoy like one minute of that movie. I think <laughs> one could I'm, make I'm glad. For it, though. All right, no, the argument for the Snyder Cut. Is a specific argument about our group and how we watched it, 
where it was like a thing in our group where we watched the whole thing together, then we watched the Justice League cut together, and like we, we talked a lot about the differences between the two. Sure, I mean that was enjoyable to to be among friends and it's a bad pick. Don't get me but, wrong. Yeah, I mean you guys didn't see my one down was just flask. <laughs> what the fuck? No, I didn't even I didn't even see what you posted. This I didn't know. Oh, it's just in the it's in the doc. Um, Flask was really good this year. Speaking of the doc, Vito, that's your five up. Unless you had anything else to say about Invincible. that's 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 it. I just wanted to you know summarize that I learned a lot about myself this your year side, as far as my my video game taste. Um, we'll, we'll talk about honorable mentions later, but you know, like all the games I'm really enjoying are seem to be like the product of I mean they're all made by very talented teams um but you know they seem to be the product of a very creative and genius like mind and these games weren't and, and because of that they weren't like stymied by you know a publisher or a corporate team and they just like let their weird flag fly mm-hmm. um you know and I could just never see going forward having like a game like Assassin's Creed or Far Cry or some shit on like my my five up because I'm just no. better than that and I'm yeah. better than you and I'm better than anybody who likes those games. It's true. Amen, no. brother. Are we I getting know. a renaissance of like indie games? Do you think? Uh, I don't know. I don't know a rena- uh, yeah, I mean, maybe there, there's. Yeah, most of these games were. Yeah, wait to hear my five ups. Oh shit! These are all indie games. All right. All I mean, what what what's AAA. your AAA Subway sponsored? Subway sponsored. All right, number one, I'd like to thank Mountain Dew. All oh, right, Mountain Dew. Dude, he got the Mountain Dew. Oh, we're doing thanks? Year? Well, no, that is my up. What? Oh, Mountain Dew. Okay. All right. No, really. Uh, should I go on any sort of... We're not doing any sort of power order here. We're just throwing them out. No. All right, well, it I'll is entirely your, if you want, If you want to present in a power order, no, you can. No, no power order. I'll try and throw them out. I'll try and throw you guys off here. Number one. Uh, all the Marvel shows on Disney Plus. Uh, hey, I think um, Cheater? I, I scooped them no, all up into one. Uh, or, uh, yeah, just the Marvel Disney Plus brand or whatever. It's fine. It's like a Disney it's like Plus a Marvel. Yeah, yeah. There you go. I just, you know, it's fine. just a really cool place for them to tell smaller stories that are connecting these bigger movies that you don't necessarily, necessarily need to see. But, uh, yeah, I mean they're still good. You know, we just finished Hawkeye. We had uh, Wandavision. We had Hawkeye and the Winter Soldier. Uh, like I'm missing one. Oh yeah, the what? Yeah, the What If series. Hmm. Uh, and all of them overall, I mean, I, I give them all a thumbs up. Loki. Loki. There you go, Loki. I thought Loki yeah. was, and that was actually I think maybe my favorite of all of them. Um, yeah, I mean, I give them all a big thumbs up, and yeah, it's cool they can tell these. Weirder, kind of smaller scale stories, but still have like a Marvel budget. You know, it's not like uh, you're looking at some CW uh, stuff. Uh, you know, or like the Flash are, or the Arrowverse. Um, it is higher caliber, yeah. What are their next uh, series up that they have planned? Uh, they have a whole uh, bunch. I got like She-Hulk coming out soon with uh, Tatiana. Really? That's Bonnie. pretty cool. There's there's uh what, Moon Knight, there's I, Moon I don't Knight. know all these are coming out exactly. There's just ones in the works. Yeah, Moon Knight, She-Hulk, uh Where's Taskmaster? Well, he was the bad guy in uh Black Widow kind of sort of. Oh. Uh, Wait, you told me that. I do remember that. So yeah, do all you those think shows um, in there. 
I look forward to the next Do you guys, one. since this Flask and John, do you... I know this is kind of, like, off of it a little bit. Do you think they'll add, like, make another Punisher for the MCU? I think they're going to bring over, what is it, Jonathan Barenthal? They'll, they'll bring th- him over. I think it's entirely possible that they're going to... Uh, or if they can, they'll bring choose. him over. They're going to cherry-pick stuff from the Netflix yeah. canon. Oh, gotcha. I mean, we... No, I don't want to say anything. Yeah, and we've seen some characters from the Netflix series I, already. I've seen, I've seen, yeah, yeah, somebody from the Netflix series. I don't think it's crazy. Uh, and I would say honorable mention, obviously, is Spider-Man, but I feel like, and it's honestly, it might not even be true. I feel like the weight of all of these shows together might outweigh Spider-Man, but I, I really enjoyed Spider-Man, so it's, it's tough. But overall, this, this one won because it was all year round. Sure. Spider-Man, uh, Slice of Life, uh, College series coming soon. Yeah, Marvel streaming Disney Plus. Next up, I don't think anyone said this, which I, I don't understand why. You're all going to have to change this. We're going to have to edit it. Uh, Valheim. Yeah, no. Uh, that, 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 that appears on my honorable mentions list. The game I have, I think, over 200 hours in, over 250 hours in. Uh... And it's crazy because we, I mean, there was like six of us, maybe eight of us, a large number that pretty much just bought it on a whim one night. Like we'd really, maybe we'd seen in the game awards, like a trailer or something, but you know, we just hopped on like, oh, this game is cool. Uh, and it was like, dude, it's the perfect storm of, you know, cause when you, when you buy a game like this or, I mean, really, I mean, it goes for many things, but I think even more so with like a survival game. You really want to get in on the ground floor, you know what I mean? You want to, like, be exploring and learning things as other people are learning them, you know? You don't want to, you know, get on a year from now and all your friends are like, oh, here's a stone, here's how you build this, here's how you build this, oh, here's a stack for you here, you know what I mean? You just, that's too much. So, uh, the, the combination of, I, it, in my opinion, being the best crafting survival game and just getting in on the ground floor with so many people... Uh, yeah, it was just a very memorable uh, experience. And then even playing through it a second time with the mods, even though it did get a little messy towards the end, a little, a little wacky, uh, still totally, totally a great game that I'm looking forward to playing more when it gets updated more. Yeah, uh, I don't have a whole lot bad to say about the game. I, I guess the, my feeling was that like uh, it was a great game and caught me in a way that these games don't catch me because I, I'm... As a rule, just generally don't like this type of game. Um, Valheim still managed to grab me and got me interested. The, one of the differences, I think, for us is I, I wasn't in on the ground floor with you guys. I uh, played with a different group. It's a little less reliable. We weren't running on a dedicated server. Uh, it was a bit less inconsistent experience, so I wasn't able to like play it. You know, we, we I wasn't able to play it all the time. Um, I played it in like sessions, which is a little bit different. Um, the second time we played though, I really got that feeling of like being able to just hop on, build, no pressure, whatever. Uh, and I really enjoyed it a lot more then. Uh, I'm excited to see what happens, um, come 1.0. I, I guess one knock I have against it, and I understand it's a small team, but, uh, even allowing for that, the update seemed small, or they seem a slow and incremental. Um, yeah, and I guess sure. they're working hard on it, and I trust the team, but, uh, I'm curious when exactly we should expect the substantial content updates that we've been promised, you know? Yeah, yeah, hopefully 2022 is the, the real year of Valheim. It's uh, the Valheim yeah. year, baby! You're going to count 1.0 cool. as 
as a one up for next Yeah, I agree with you. Though it was a very memorable multiplayer experience. It kind of reminded me of like those early Minecraft days where it was a whole new kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, and the thing, I never got too much. I mean, I you know, I know we played a little bit back then, but I never got too much into it. Uh, the closest thing is when me and Greg played Ark for the first time, and right, yeah, I got like five hundred hours. Glory in Ark. days. Uh, but yeah, I'm kind of with Andy. I'm not like a huge survival like other survival games. You know, you, you know, you play them, and it's like, oh, it's, this is like X, but in this game, they made it Y. You know right, what I mean? I'm gonna get some food. I'm gonna craft some shit. Yeah, and... exactly. Uh, and yeah, Valheim just switched that up, and yeah, playing it with so many people in the start, and yeah, it was it was nuts. Definitely, I'm definitely. On the, I agree. I mean, I'm on the other side of the uh, the spectrum with that, where I like survival games. I play the fuck out of survival games. They're great. Yeah. And Valheim was, yeah, super great. I, uh, I'm i excited for, like you guys said, what next year's going to bring for that game. Yeah, all right. So that's, that's number two. Uh, or the big, the big one. Number three. Binding of Isaac Repentance. Get I had to check because I, I didn't even Get remember when this here. came out. This came out in March. Uh, and I mean, I was My just playing this me. minutes. Uh, actually, I think we were even late because I was playing this. Although I wasn't aware everyone else was in here. I thought you were about uh, to say minutes at a time. <laughs> no, no. Well, I, I play it minutes at a time all the time. Oh, I got you. Uh, but no, I mean, this expansion is absolutely mad. It, with no exaggeration, it it really did like double the size of the game, which already had two DLCs. Uh, I mean, I, I have 1200 hours in there already and just getting the rest of the content that they added, like unlocking all the items and stuff and the characters, I could easily see myself putting another thousand hours in. Uh, put your shoes, put yourself into the shoes of somebody who's never played the game before, which is not my shoes. I have played the game before, but do you feel that this amount of content is overwhelming? Yeah, dude, it's overwhelming for me. Look what I have. I feel like if you got in the game, you would, especially if you didn't like look up like in the wiki and read, you would just, you would be so unaware probably of content, uh, you know that you might not even ever get to or whatever, like character unlocks and items you have to you know get unlocked by playing with those characters, uh. Yeah, you could definitely, yeah, it is, I mean, and obviously you don't need that stuff to play, I mean, at the core of it, I'm not playing the game to unlock stuff, I'm playing it because I like the gameplay and the unlocks are fun, uh, so in that he sense, says. no, whatever, anyone can still play the game and get in, and you know, you're still gonna have a fun experience, but like, basically you're just like a, like this fucking tiny fish in the ocean, and you, you just don't even know how big it is. Uh, so, it's the greatest fish. game ever made, and it will... Uh, probably forever be a uh, a one-up Binding of Isaac Repentance. You can't do that. That's right. illegal. Yeah, we'll see. Well, it's I'm illegal sure to park here, it, I'm sure they'll make another DLC next year. Some, somebody's gonna, release somebody's gonna tie up Edward Mullen and make sure he doesn't produce any more DLC for a year. <laughs> uh, if he's taken by his word, this will be the last one until Isaac 2, which but apparently will not be uh, for at least oh a decade. Oh my god. Isn't he one of those indie devs who always says that and then drops more content anyway? Yeah, sort of. Yeah, like he's working Terraria, on... Like the uh, Terraria dev? working on Mugenics yeah. right now, which apparently... I don't know much about it, but he's been talking about the game for like an actual decade. But apparently that's the next one to come out. Uh, yeah, Binary Project number three. 
Uh, then we're gonna get a little funky here. Number four. How about tough life? I oh, knew that was gonna be oh, a that's a great list. pick. I, I forgot that was this year, but that's a great pick. I. How about tough life? You're, is sorry, go ahead. Strange yeah. fever, almost a fever dream. In the course of like one week, that's pretty much all we played it. I got sixty-eight hours in it, <laughs> and it was just such a strange. <laughs> I well at first you know I'll be honest when I heard the game I was like that's like I don't know distasteful you know like you make a game about like homeless people but then you play it and look I'm obviously not saying I know what I am to homeless the game does not take lightly the homeless situation it's a fucking brutal world out there and they'll stomp you out oh it's a tough life but like I don't know just in terms of what I bought and you know what I expected and what I got it's definitely uh, deserves to be on this list. You know, I got it. I thought it was going to be this jank game we played for the, the morning or the night or whatever. I think Alex... Uh, I think Alex brought me onto everything on this list. Now that I'm looking at it. Except for maybe Valheim. Uh, and Disney Marvel. That was me. Anyway, Alex brought me onto this. I thought it was be like a fun little game we played for the night or whatever. But it turned out to be this massive RPG with these crazy quests. And, you know, I formed a routine. Game. Like a homeless person routine. And, you know, we all had these crazy different lives. You know, I was a man of God and a church, and I walked Bobby every day, and Alex was living in the sewers with Satan, and Dustin was <laughs> robbing people and stuff. And I just uh, scratched scratch cards at the, at the gas station all day. Yeah, just, just, a, just a very... And I, I, don't even, I, just had, I mean, I would never recommend this game. Well, one, I would never recommend the game to a single person because... You know, being homeless is tough, but being homeless by yourself, I, I think it's impossible. If I wasn't playing with Alex and, and Dustin, uh, you know, as much as we did play, we like 12-hour days sometimes cranking it out, being homeless. Uh, it would have been very, very hard to survive. I'm sure there's some ways... Because, the because, a, big, because a big threat of the game is uh, the oncoming winter. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. As time goes on, you know, the world gets colder. You know, you got to uh, keep burning stuff to survive. You got to sleep in warmer conditions. Um, yeah, I don't know what podcast, you know, I've talked about the, the details of the game, but definitely a game that I didn't expect to be good and just blew my socks off. Although I, I, I don't think I could ever play a game, game like it again, or I don't, I don't know, I don't feel like yeah, I to go to the real world replicate this again. Out. Uh, I remember being an observer during this time and it was, it was pretty great. Yeah, did yeah, you like, say uh, the experience only lasted like a week? Is that what you said I, earlier? I would say it was about a week, yeah. Because that, yeah. that saga felt like it lasted for, like, months from the outside looking in. <laughs> it felt such, like, epic in scale, you guys just trying to survive. It felt like uh, it went maybe, on for a long time. Maybe two weeks. I'm looking at achievement. Well, because, because at first it was, like, the struggle to survive, and then they found out that there's an election, and one of them will be elected king. <laughs> yeah, this was uh, great. And it's coming to Switch, apparently, or something, or it is on Switch. I don't know. <laughs> great. Well, out for that. Uh, and then number five. Now you can be a hobo on the go, Bo. This is a, another game. This is a game that I had to actually check. I didn't. <laughs> God, know. I just had a bit. Sorry, I just had an image of somebody playing Switch next to a homeless person. <laughs> on the that, <laughs> that <laughs> homeless person stealing the Switch. Look, look, a phone scratch. Look, look, I'm um, you. Hey, just, just that, which one that of you awkward is the feeling, homeless king? Which one of you is going to teach me? That awkward feeling when uh, you're playing Hobo Tough Life on your Switch and the homeless guy wants to sit next to you and you don't want to be an asshole and say no, but you don't want to just uh, see what you're playing. <laughs> right, that's, that's, that's too real. 
uh, this last one, I didn't did check if it was this year, but it was it was primarily in uh, January. I think all of, mostly January, the middle of it at least. And this is another one where I put like 50 hours in and it didn't feel like it. I'm talking about The Longing. <laughs> right. Oh. This is a game I have 51 hours in. And some people wouldn't even call it a game, but I disagree. This is another one that kind of, I mean, this uh, may be a whole tough life. Kind of go with Vito was talking about it, but a small team with just like a very strange but focused like vision of what they want for their game, and they made it, and it turned out great. Uh, weird, like anti-game almost. In a lot yeah, of that's that's one of the weirdest game concepts I've ever heard of. I love it. Uh, so yeah, you know, I've talked about this game before. It's called The Longing because most of the time you're you're waiting for things. You know, when you start the game and you, uh, this guy, you know, he says, "Hey, I need you to wait here for what is it, like four hundred days or something, and then wake me up and we can go take over the world or we can end pain or something." He says something ominous, and then you start and you can walk around and you get to the first door and it's you click on it and it slowly opens. It takes maybe a minute or two, and you know, you get to the second door and then it's you click it and you know your guy's looking at it and it's like wow this looks like it'll take like 20 minutes to open and it does it takes 20 full minutes and it just cascades from there i mean obviously in between there are these pretty intricate and i'll, I'll be honest sometimes i had to look up the answers because i i could have played this game for a million hours and never would have understood but uh you know there's these puzzles you're doing while you're longing you know some of them are up to two weeks of waiting but the the game part is, you know, if you explore through the cave and you find things like crystals and you find chalk and you make paintings and you make your little home cozier, uh, time passes by quicker when you're there. Uh, and I think you can get it up to maybe like 15 seconds per every like second. And then, you know, and this time counts for when you're, uh, and you have to be in the area at least and in the little home, but this counts when you have the game off. You know, the game part is you're trying to gussy up your place, you know, while you're solving these puzzles, uh, you know, to make time go quicker so you can, any, and, and I mean, it's I don't want to... numb the pain of being alone. Yeah, and I don't want to spoil anything, but there's multiple endings. You don't have to just, actually, I will spoil it. There's one ending as I, far as... I was as, like, I think you spoiled the endings. Yeah, I think I did, right? There's a bunch of endings. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, there's, yeah, there's an ending where you can wait, uh, you know, the 400 hours whether naturally or sped up time through you having a nice house. Uh, and you wake him up and, yeah, he, like, uh, destroys the world or something. He, like, wakes, yeah, he gets up and everyone's dead. Uh, you can escape, which is what I did, and some nice family finds you and they uh, they wash you, you up and they accept you into their family. Uh, or you can commit suicide, and I think if you do that, you're, like, unable to play the game or something. Again illegal well then jesus uh, but yeah the longing definitely right this one i recommend to everybody <laughs> just a little little lesson in patience you know i should have bought that gonna, game while i was uh playing final play. fantasy and waiting <laughs> I was say, definitely not playing that i'll check Absolutely it out yeah, that's that, like the, a game made that's a game that disrespects your time yeah. Well, I know I kind of do because I, I mean, time in the game does pass while you have the game off. You know what I mean? So it's not like two weeks, obviously, because I only have 51 hours. Not like two weeks, I had to sit there with the game on. You know, it's like I could have came back in two weeks. And I'm like, oh, what's changed? Uh, right. I didn't do that. I checked in like every day or whatever, and you know, 
I just speed progress up. Yeah, it's yeah, it's one of those games. Is it coming to the Switch? Uh, I wouldn't be surprised if it was. That'd be a there. good Switch game. I feel like just go on, check your stuff, get off, put it in sleep or whatever. And that is my five ups. Yeah, it's on the Switch already. Thank you, John. Greg. Hey. I, believe I have thing. It is on the switch. Time in the sun for your five up. I have many ups. Uh, you know the first up. I gotta talk about it. It's Final Fantasy XIV. Endwalker, everybody. Who would have guessed? Uh, he, he gets these... He, he gets like a, a gimme because of these... <laughs> these expansions. I, yeah, but I'm really curious to see what other four things he was able to scrounge. Yeah, up. I, dude. I mean, I've talked about this what like four episodes already, uh, so yes. I'm not gonna go crazy into it. But dude, Endwalker is so much fun. I love that game. I love Final Fantasy. So Final Fantasy 14 it's is such good, a. You would say. I would say it's two thumbs up. If I had a gross like second thumb or third thumb, I'd give it three thumbs up. Uh. Yes. Alright, cool. Mutated thumb up, too. Yeah, mutated one mutated thumb up. Uh, My next one, and... My next one's Valheim. I actually was surprised when nobody else said it besides John. I was like, wow, I can't believe... I thought this was the one thing I was going to have with everybody. Were you going to erase it if no one said anything? You're going to be, like, embarrassed about it? (laughs) No. Valheim! I was going to be like, what the fuck? Uh, but dude, yeah, like John pretty much said everything. That game's a really good survival game, and they do a lot of good, cool stuff with it. And it's it's interesting what to see down the line, like what they do, like what crazy mods people will make. But it it doesn't have dinosaurs, Greg. Trust me, I get it. As this Discord's probably number one dinosaur fan, uh. I get it. That's why Vindy's Vindy, yeah, Vindy. So we'll uh, deal. We'll fix that next year, though. I bet that's Maybe. true. That's true. What the rock? Dwayne's not making it in. Dwayne is not allowed to come, Vito, until he apologizes or does whatever he Vin man, whatever Vin manipulated him about. He manipulated him. Well, come on, it's Vin Diesel. Really? You expect any different? Why'd you have to mention the kids, Vin? Yeah. Uncle. Uh, my next one. Uh, the Dark Pictures, House of Asses. House of Assholes? That actually made it to your list? Yeah, House of Asses made it to my list. Not my list, but I did enjoy That was, I mean, the I, that was on I, my, uh, I, I, th- I saw that. that, was that on my meme I, list. I was like, what the fuck, dude? Oh, I nice. thought no one would ever pick this. No, you know what? I put it on my meme list. I, I was a joke, but I did kind of think somebody was going to end up putting dude, it on. Dude, that was You guys all like, enjoyed I, it. I, I think it's a great, I mean, I think it's a great pick. I mean, Honorable uh, it's a series that, like, you, you really have come to expect them to bat mediocre. Um, but it was not. It was. It was overall pretty dang good. Dude, it was definitely like the best one. And the Saul one's gonna be next year, and hopefully that's good, and I can put that on my year end thing as well. To be honest, I don't remember anything that happened in that game that wasn't about Jason and Celine. It wasn't about Jason. <laughs> yeah, there were there were oh, other characters. Nothing else happened, but yeah, I uh, I'm I had this sure weird inception thing where I just care kept everything myself. by ourselves. Yeah, I was just cheating on my wife. Not, not, not to get into super spoilers, but like when I think of that game, I think of like the hilarity of like the three of you doing relationship drama 
like a thousand <laughs> meters above us while John and I are just walking around slaying things left and right. Yeah, I did everything I could to survive, and that game wanted me fucking dead. It really did. I can't even make any excuses. I mean, you were gonna, there was a many ways you could have died. You were a like victim one, to the very last minute. Way. One very specific, perfect way yeah. for me to live. And you didn't, though, so I mean, you know. You didn't. You actually begged to, you, you, you begged to be you killed. Begged, you begged to be killed. And what do, I, what do I do at that point, you know? Yeah. I'm really... I didn't do it, though. Also, the monsters were super cool. That's the best super cool monster design. Dark pictures, House of Ashes. House of Ashes, not assholes. Yeah, asses, sure. Number four Stone Ocean, baby. JoJo, part six. (laughs) I've been holding it. I uh, I actually still haven't watched it yet. Really? Oh, dude. I super. 12 episodes, right? Yeah. I get it. I would get it because. it's gonna be like forty, you know. like or at least at least Dude, forty. Yeah, all the other like ones 40, are around forty, eight, I think, or like thirty. Yeah, all the other ones are around there, thirty, forty. So you know, but uh, dude, first twelve episodes. Thing, yeah, I mean, I obviously I know the story already, but yeah, so it's. Uh, it's it almost beat. It almost beat part two as Ooh, uh, my favorite. Okay. I like a lot of the stands. Uh, some of the stands are very very funny, and they crack me up. Oh, I yeah, uh, funky. Dude, it's a, it's a, all around, it's a good time. There's a lot of likable characters in it, also. Silly boys, and some hijinks. Nice. Uh, yeah. yeah. Right. My next, my, my last up oh. is, uh, it's actually another anime. Mashoko Tensei. I've talked about it a few times. Uh, I told Flash, right, I told you're gonna you about You're going to have to type this. that in yourself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, we're not typing them. Vito, well, Vito, I didn't expect you to type anything, so don't worry. <laughs> what, is that? what is that, Vito, not known for typing? Jobless reincarnation? Well, yeah, <laughs> it sounds like dude, my last year. Fair, Vito has been helping me type, though. I have been going back and fixing no, his typing. he has later. Yeah. Is he everything that's misspelled? Great, thanks, Vito. Uh, so, this anime, it's about a guy who... Uh, He's kind of a he's kind of a shithead. I'm not gonna. I'm just. He's a shitter. Uh, he gets kicked out of his house, uh, and he gets hit by a truck and killed. And he gets reincarnated into uh, like a, a different world where there's like magic and fairies, blah blah blah, blah whatever. Uh, but it's got a really great studio making it, so the art's super cool. Uh, the art style of it, the animation is pretty dang good. The fights are pretty cool. Uh, the story, I like. Uh, the char- the main character, uh, while he does some weird-ass shit, I think he's a pretty great character. Uh, I would recommend it. I mean, Flask, I really recommend it to you because, you know, you watch anime. Certainly. So, um, but yeah. That, uh, it's... <sighs> damn. I'm trying to think of ways, more ways to describe it. Yeah, it's it's just good, man. It's good. That's it. That's all I got. That's my five. It's good, man. It's a good. Um, it's a okay. five up. All right, cool. Well, fellas, that was a lot of good energy. That was a lot of good recommendations. We ended up with now. Can we get into the shit? Five picks. Now I want everybody to to tone it down. Uh, take some benzo benzos or whatever. Um, Bozos. Get get into uh, Vito. If you haven't been drinking. I want you to drink really, like, a lot, because you get really mad when you're drunk. 
Because it's time for our Get really rundowns. abusive. It's a gender. <laughs> Way ahead of you, pal. <laughs> Yikes. So this is uh, the one thing that we've selected that we would like not to recommend. Uh, starting with Fly Us. To, in fact, d- de-recommend? Disrecommend? Unrecommend? Disrecommend. Anti-recommend? Yeah. Will you uh, disrecommend yeah. Fly Us? D- discommend. There's a few things I could have chosen, you know, like uh, like the old Matrix Resurrections or whatever. But for its podcast resonance, because this is a video game podcast, my one down is not a video game, but it is uh, Resident Evil Welcome to Raccoon City. The movie that came out this year. I was was wondering if that came out. You did not? No, because I didn't even know it was out yet. Oh, not so quickly about that. You're right. At least digitally very recently. I think a friend of the podcast, Knoxville, said that it was uh, uh, probably the best Resident Evil movie, but it wasn't saying much. Wait, what did he say? It's the same one I'm thinking of. He said it was the best Resident Evil movie, but that's not saying much. You're cutting out a bit. I think he's the best Uh, Resident uh, Evil movie, but it wasn't good. Oh, okay. I can understand that viewpoint. Um, However, as a big Resident Evil guy... Um, what a, what a pointless movie that this was. Oh yeah, honestly, yeah. As like as lame Why? as as lame as Monster Hunter and uh, Mortal Kombat were earlier this year, right? At least they tried some stuff in adapting their source materials. Like they 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 wanted to do something with it with the material. Even Infinite Darkness, uh, the Netflix. Th- I, okay, actually, that was pretty dumb too. Never mind. Infinite Darkness. I was like, I was gonna say, uh, Flash. <laughs> do you remember the ad? Do you remember the acid building? God, no. Why was? <laughs> I don't want to. Dude, um, that was the fucking craziest thing. Yeah, Infinite Darkness was actually pretty dumb too. Never mind, dude. But yeah, <laughs> Welcome to Raccoon City is is just sort of a half-assed, sort of low rent feeling, uh, compressed adaptation of like two or three games. I was going to say they used uh, one and two, right? One and two, and sort of three, if you really think about it. Uh, what the fuck? And as silly, schlocky as those games are, I think this movie misses the heart that those games have. Um, there was a spark of life in them that doesn't translate to this movie. Uh, it kind of just feels like cosplay. Uh, they're LARPing a little bit like LARPing. I mean, oh you, so you could have, you could have met the games halfway and, and had a decent survival horror film, like a good adaptation of resident evil one or, or resident evil one. Remake. Yeah, dude. It's literally like the games it's made out. Just follow the game. Just pretty follow much, it. Yeah. You'll be fine. We literally I mean, we, follow this, the, fu- sorry, sorry. The, but the, the story we always <laughs> heard was that George Romero wrote like an, uh, a, a treatment of, uh, the first, Resident Evil game, and Capcom was like, they turned it down because it was too faithful. <laughs> that kind of thing. So, like, what's what's wrong? I don't with being understand faithful? that though. Yeah, like, why why wouldn't you want to be faithful? Because faithful, then it's gonna be good. You know, it'll be good. Yeah, and not you know like Monster Hunter the movie or the Resident Evil movies before this. Yeah, just, or, just make guess, it faithful like and give it some gravity. You know, just make it make it good like a horror movie should be. Um, but apparently that's too hard. Instead, we you know we Dude. get a few iconic visuals 
to 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 appease the easy marks and then uh you know just how I remember the trailer only showing like the iconic zombie turning his head slowly at them yeah 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 but uh you get you get a bunch of those types of things no 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 you get a bunch of those types of things and they recreate locations and stuff like that you know they recreate the front of the rpd and they recreate uh uh the the mansion uh main hall and stuff like that it's just like yeah it's the main house and it's just like why (laughs) why did you go to that effort when the rest of the movie isn't good Does you know, uh, Jill fight the giant snake, or is that? Did they not add that? No, she references it as like a joke. Oh, that's a bummer. That would have been <laughs> that could have been fucking cool. That or do like the remake or the, the the shark room. That would have been fucking sick. They've determined in live action that uh, the only things that are viable as being scary are zombies and liquors, and everything else is probably too silly to include. Dude, add dude. They're that's that's so sad because it is some of that shit in Resident Evil. Like, did the do they put the hunters in there? Or no, not? hell no. They that's just, what I'm saying. Was, they was, don't. They dude, don't that's allow. Such a sh- dude, imagine that's how you make that movie good. Is literally <laughs> just follow the fucking plot. The yeah. chimeras that they add, did just have mm-hmm. new shit constantly appear. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Like, oh my god. Like, you just don't know when it's gonna end. Yeah. Um. But the you know the characterization is just hollow, kind of one dimensional, and that you know the characters in the games aren't any great shakes, but they they're even in the movie what, it just uh, feels kind of hollow. Who were the game characters they have? I they know have they must had kind of everybody. Like they, they they have yeah they have Chris, Jill, uh, um, Barry, Wesker. Barry, and Rebecca are not in it. Um, oh, dude, the fuck? There's no why yeah. is there no reason? And Leon and. Uh, Claire? Uh, Claire, geez, yeah. Wow, cool. And uh, Chief Irons. That's kind oh, of the cast. Great, that fucking freak. <laughs> He's not as freaky in the movie. They toned down no. his freakiness for the movie. Uh, it's so weird. Right. Um, but yeah, it has neither enough camp to be fun or enough atmosphere to be tense. I would put it that way. You know, like Paul W. S. Anderson's first movie was not great but it was more impactful and memorable than this i would say in that like afterwards it had a cultural sort of thing going on um also they say the word fuck in this movie approximately one trillion times and it comes across so much like children trying to act mature by saying the bad word lots it's very embarrassing because apparently what resident evil needed was about three fucks per scene. Listen, I like I like throwing a good fuck around every now and then. I'll say it a lot. But yeah. That's, uh, that's edgy. That's video games. Very edgy. Video, video games. That's Resident Evil. Welcome to Raccoon City. I did not enjoy it. Alright, that's your one down. Time for my one down. It's simple. I ain't gonna say much about it. Uh, I think uh, it'll be self-explanatory. But my one down is... Binding of Isaac, Repentance. <laughs> oh, yeah. Wow, we actually have the same one down. I'm Whoa, surprised. no kidding. Wow, That's nice. not possible. <laughs> uh, my one down is No Time uh, No Time to Die. Oh, James Bond, No Time to oh, Die. Oh, really? Damn. Because uh, while I thought that the movie oh, was, 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 like, serviceable and had some cool scenes in it, um, I felt that it was ultimately like really disappointing, given that 
it had uh, the task of like being the final movie for James Bond. Um, it tries to like well, kind Craig, of like have, or sorry, yeah, Daniel Craig, yeah, and it tries it, it tries to have this kind of like unearned gravitas to it, you know, uh, that I don't really think the well, you'll have to see the movie for yourself. Um, uh, if and only if you're in violation of the podcast compact, <laughs> because I am not recommending you see this. I'm recommending you don't see it. My dad, who is you know, it's just not watched worth James Bond movies all of his life, like since he was a little kid, and he hated it. <laughs> yeah, I I can understand 100 percent why. Talked. Yeah, like like the villain had the villain had like the most dubious of motivations. Um, on top of being a just not a really interesting character from from a good actor, which is a shame. Um, yeah. Bummer. I'm a big fan it's, of. It's those. so weird though, because while I was watching it, it's not like I wasn't. It's not like I was unentertained, but by the end, I was just like, "What?" what? I think it kind of does a sleight of hand where, like, it's pulling you on this thread the whole time, like the next thing is about to be big but like it just never happened mm. so like you're constantly like waiting for it and it's like uh, oh that that's what we're going this, this is where we're going sure uh, and i'm not even saying it's the worst daniel craig bond movie um but for having a, a premise for having like a premise that could have been like cool and they they could have done something unique and with and you know actually i i guess they kind of did they just didn't do it well um it was disappointing. Is the best word I can say. Hmm. That's it for me, though. Vito. Yo. You're one down. You already heard from this guy. It's me. Sorry, I just got breaking news that Fed Smoker died. Fed Smoker's been dead. What? Oh, never mind. It's not breaking news. It's from last year. Jesus Christ. All right, Vito, put down your fucking phone. <laughs> oh, my God, Vito. What are you doing? You did uh, tell Vito to start I, drinking. I know about rest in peace, Fed Smoker. You did tell him to start drinking. Uh, anyway. Yeah, so don't get mad at me. But <laughs> I'm bending the rules a little bit. Oh, thank God. Oh. I am too, I think. These okay. are- I didn't realize... I. In, well, not coming. I'm not even gonna, though. I just my my one up isn't. <laughs> or sorry, my uh, not because I'm incompetent either. But. All right, all right, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm just saying. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Sure, go ahead. Uh, this podcast has gone on a while, and I, I'll be honest, this is the most I've drank in any podcast we've, we've recorded. I can't believe. But um, this. yeah, but surely you had this written down hours ago before we recorded. So it doesn't oh matter. no, I got I got it down. I got it. It's written down. But uh, my one down is not like a don't. It's not like I, I disrecommend this. It's just it was a disappointment. Um, it was a disappointment. It was a big disappointment. It was a neutral Leo. Uh, is um, you know, I'm, I'm I'm not trying to be edgy. And I'm not trying to be super obvious, but it was it was Halo Infinite. The uh, ha- Halo Infinite, the campaign and the, the campaign. multiplayer. Uh, the, oh, both. Like, nah, both. Okay. All, all of it all, all together. I mean, I don't disrecommend the multiplayer. The multiplayer is great. It it's. You know, it didn't live I feel up to like it's. It feels like a proper um, continuation from 
back when I was playing Halo with Halo 3. It really feels like Halo. And I think that next year, and you know, Halo Infinite released at the end of the year or in uh, basically early access. I think next year, Halo Infinite, it's likely it might even be on my five up. Um, because the devs are making changes. Um, you know, a lot of these fucking problems with the game shouldn't have been there in the first place. And that's why it's on my, that's why it's my one down. Um, this feels, it felt rushed. There's clearly a lot of cut content and, uh, you know, it's just another one of these bullshit stories where we got a AAA studio releasing an unfinished game. Um, and then, and bless you, loyal player bases are having to wait for for fixes and for the game to enter, you know, a a, a playable state well after release. Um, and this is a beloved franchise, and we, and I just hate to see it. So, yeah, it was, it was just I'm, a I'm, shit. Right, I'm right there with you, dude. Um, Vito, I agree with you also. Um, well, yeah. I, I I don't want to like you know um, belabor it. Take your thunder because you because you took no no please, yeah, or, please I don't want to believe the point or take your thunder because you played the campaign and I didn't uh, but Halo Infinite very nearly reached my list too the only reason I didn't is because of the reasons why you're you're kind of hedging your bet there because mechanically it works and the gameplay is really good the gameplay uh, is, just, is the best it, in, it, in it, the whole it, Halo it just series. really was such like a massive disappointment in like the important ways and I know they've added some playlists and maybe they fixed some of the ways that it was disappointing to me but like. Uh, I, I totally get what you're saying. It, it yeah, very they, nearly reached my one down. They fixed some things. I play the game. I have fun. Um, um, so it's not like a don't play this game, but it's just like, man, fuck. You you think, you know, there was some uh, part of me that was very naive thinking like after Cyberpunk that we would start seeing AAA games, uh, studios release finished games. And that hasn't happened. And nothing's changed at all. Yeah, you and know. it'll never change. The cynic in me almost wonders, almost, I don't, I don't know if I would go this far, but wonders if, like, the uh, brute texture debacle was a convenient cover to <laughs> buy the game much-needed time for development. Oh, yeah. Def- uh, the, yeah. And I don't know, I don't know if anybody was ever actually that cynical to pull the trigger in that way, but it makes you wonder, like, this game was... Like, despite all the delays, for for ostensibly that reason, it was supposed to come out a year ago. It was yeah. not ready. They it did not deliver a, a good title. campaign. They did not deliver a good campaign. And there's people out there actually saying that they did, and and they're they're so wrong. Uh, they're deluded because the campaign is bland. It's completely unmemorable. Um, yeah, the open world, you know, the open world is bland. It sucks. The level design sucks. Um, so, yeah. It feels harsh to say that that's my one down because I'm not, like, saying don't play this game. I think it, you know, it's okay. The multiplayer is fun. And I, I think, I think it that's will fine. be. I, I, I think yeah. it's a statement to your disappointment that yeah. you can you could say, and it can even be appropriately said that maybe you might not even recommend uh, playing this game now. Um, but recommend playing it. Uh, in eventually. the future, yeah, and it's and it's a free to play game, so it's also weird to be like, yeah, don't play it now. But well, at least the campaign, you know, is, you know true. So Andy, uh, yeah, you're saying that they modeled that brute with a crystal clear conspiratorial clarity of purpose, and that the brute was a linchpin 
an enormous, di- uh, you know, campaign of disinformation and deceit. If you want to take this podcast to four hours, I can bring this down to Soros. <laughs> I would love to. <laughs> you, bring right. it, you bring it all the, all the way to Soros? Is that what you yes, said? <laughs> all right. All right, Greg. It is time hey. for your... You had your moment in the sun earlier. Now it's your moment in the... The infinite in the Deep, dark Well, guess what? Shade. This is going to be crazy to some of you. I put a game last year in my five up. Oh man, Shadowlands, and that game has had such a bad year and has fucked me over so bad. It's my one down. I do not recommend you play WoW Shadowlands. Wait, when did this game come out? It came out in November, but I have a loophole for this. If you won't accept it, patch nine point one. Uh, what was it called? The Chains of Domination came out. Uh. Like in June, I think. Mm. Okay, I'll allow it. So, All right, well, I think it's fair. I mean, that's well, a, it's an ongoing game. It's an ongoing game. I was gonna say any game. any other any other game a patch might not might not do, but for like an MMO, of course, yeah, that that matters. It, was, yeah. it had meaningful updates in the last year. Yeah. Well, let's. Uh, uh, um. <laughs> Tugs at collar. Yeah, I'm like yikes. <laughs> well, uh, Blizzard's yeah, just well, been a dumpster like fire whole this whole year. Um. Basically, WoW is Whatever do a you shell mean? of its former cell. I don't even want to get into it because I'll just get mad <laughs> again. Um, but yeah, just know that uh, my favorite video game of all time uh, is ruined and probably going to die. It's really sad, and Sorry, it's girl. very, it's very depressing. That's my one down. So you don't play it. Such a Maybe they'll fix it. it. Yeah, seriously. All right. And oh, finally, man. finally, the Downer King himself. The Downer King. <laughs> I was hoping you guys would skip me. I was hoping I'd get skipped. Well, uh, that's the thing. You you cannot be the funny man without also being the Downer King. The sad man. The Downer man. I, did, yeah, I actually had a really tough time doing this one. Even I think I even changed my answer. I still think it's a solid answer, but I changed it as Vito was talking. He, he gave me courage, as he always does. <laughs> uh... My down is just Rockstar games in general. Take any of their games right now. Take a pick. All of them are shit. They just—I mean, this year they just shit the bed time after time. You got uh, GTA Trilogy Nothing came out, which is an absolute doo doo disaster. Did you play any? Yeah. Like, Did you? No, I didn't play any. I—I okay. I really, I heavily talking about Rockstar. Yeah, 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 heavily, heavily, like had the. I'm gonna buy this. You would have played it. I had, well, yeah. I, if it was good, I would have played it in a heartbeat. I had literally, Same. even when it was like middling reviews when it was coming out, I had my finger over the buy button, and then I was just Whoa. looking at that Rockstar launcher with Red Dead, and I said, <laughs> no, I'm not. I'm, I'm literally, I would be a complete stupid brain idiot if I bought this. I'm glad I didn't, because, yeah, then like Such hours later, all this right, stuff yeah. started coming out. Um. You know, they're they're still fucking banking off GTA five for I don't know how many years now with literally no other game in sight. I mean they haven't announced anything else. They're still actually focusing I don't know if you guys know this. GTA five enhanced and extended hasn't come out yet, so it's kinda of like March or something. So they're fucking waving that into this year. Yeah. Uh, Red Dead Redemption hasn't had an update in like six months and even that, if you call it an update, it's just reskin missions. Like 
They're just straight up sitting on these shark card money and doing actually nothing with it. Yeah. Uh, that is a great question. Like, where is that money going? You know, I, I, I think, and I don't want to start throwing out things here. I'm pretty sure I read today or something. There was a story that came out of, yeah, how they started working on Bully 2 and then they just scrapped it. They said, nah, forget it. Uh, mm, I mean, they, they literally have they've done nothing this year but disappoint me. Yeah, it sounds like um, I know none of us played it, and that's the that's the tough part about the the one down is that I think all of us, and I think I said this last year, all of us vet our games like well in advance. Like none of us really go blind that's and true. everything. Um, like I'm never, especially like me, I'm never gonna fucking play. I look at a review of everything before I do it. If it's not well recommended, I won't play it. Um, I get a little fast and loose. Like Inscription was a uh... Obviously, a game. I went. I went blind. Well, I went. Well, no, I had your recommendation on Inscription. That's why I played it. But anyway, what I was saying was GTA, the GTA trilogy had to be the biggest disappointment in video games this year. Just none of us played it. We all, we all saw that coming and we avoided it. Yeah. I mean, it was, I don't know, just insane. Like the level of we don't give a shit, hand it off to somebody else. Yeah. uh, Buy more shark cards. While while they still just throw these updates out for GTA, which apparently were like discarded single player content, I can't confirm that, but they were like data mine lines like from years ago that were used in this DLC. Uh, yeah, it's just it's just crazy. They're sitting on fat stacks of cash. So let's yeah stick to indie games apparently, and let's avoid AAA studios releasing unfinished games. Be a part no, of the change you want to see. I don't want. I don't want anybody leaving this studio correctly. I don't want anybody leaving the studio, buying a revolver and shooting themselves. So, I would like to bring up the mood a little bit. If we have any honorable mentions, things that for whatever reason, maybe we felt like it was fudging the rules a little bit. Maybe they just didn't quite reach the high highs of the things that we recommended that we want to just throw out there. Yeah, I'll go and, first. Uh, all right. Go Shit. Yeah, I got an honorable mention for Down. I didn't mention this, <laughs> but, you know, just the <laughs> amount of stuff that was delayed this year. I really thought I'd be playing Hollow Knight this year. I really... I'm going to really go shoot it. myself. Fucking uh, party animals, dude. Party animals. Party animals. Hollow Where the Knight, fuck is party animals? Uh, this is for different reasons, but Vampire the Masquerade Resident Evil Outbreak much like three. almost got like unofficially canceled. And there's a lot of shit got fucking pushed back. Cuphead DLC was still waiting on that till next year, but there's 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 a date now. It's Dude, in that's June. coming though. It's date. coming. It's just so much stuff got pushed back. That's my second down. Uh, but honorable, Fuck obviously, the pandemic. honorable mention, uh, Spider Man, because uh, yeah, it was sick. Maybe my favorite Marvel movie. Um, cool. Deep Rock. I had to look in the list because I thought I mentioned it last year, but you did. Uh, I mean, they're still. They started with like a new model, a new season old model or whatever, and mm-hmm. it's fucking still a super ass solid game. Deep Rock yeah, is sure. one of those games that was, it was easily one of my top played games this year. But it's like it didn't come out this year. But it's the fucking devs are constantly, you know, yeah, that's that new season's fucking awesome. They're they're gonna be releasing more stuff like that. Well, so, base devs for sure. Yeah, uh, John, I'm, I'm yeah. I don't know. I'm really surprised that Guardians wasn't on your ups. 
Oh yeah. Oh yeah, that'll be an honorable one. You know, it's, I you know I think I kind of forgot about it because you were talking about the the round table. Okay. Not not on my ups. Uh, although definitely high in the honorable mentions. Like I said, there was a lot uh, this year. I just like those games because, well, specifically, I guess my themes and my my ups. Were I'll butt in just because uh, John. I feel like John's all over this, but I was struggling whether to put instead of Invincible, Little Nightmares too. Because mm. um, I thought that was a great game, but it wasn't better than the first one, so I think that's, that's another. why ultimately I I took it out. Once you great play that for sure. That is, you know what? I was looking at the list while we were talking. And I was definitely was an honorable mention. Little Nightmares too. Yeah, and then Resident Evil Seven. I know we all liked, but that didn't. No eight, eight, eight. I'm sorry, eight. Yes, eight. Village. Um, honorable mention, but it didn't make it to my list. And Knockout City is a great multiplayer game. We played uh, it a bunch a when one. it came out. Yeah. And then we kind of deaded it, but I, only because I think there's just not room in our lives for a game like that. Um, like you either gonna you either gonna go and fucking be competitive and you know or or just quit the game and that's what we did. <laughs> but that, that's a great multiplayer game. Mm-hmm. Hey, I mean, not for nothing. I'll be down to reinstall it any time. Me too. I'm, I never uninstalled it. I'm down. Uh, yeah, no. Real quick, my last honorable mention. Uh. Because we played it this year, as always, uh, Divinity Two. His monsters keep coming oh, yeah. out. Besides <laughs> <Hell yeah, laughs> the Binding of Isaac, it's also the greatest game ever made. Yeah, uh, I was just looking at mods. Project Zomboid. They got ready. that new build, so that should get an honorable mention because that update. builds like a oh whole yeah, new yeah, games. yeah. Well, I don't play that as much as you guys, but yeah. Um, I got a few Valheim, just because it didn't quite reach my list. Mostly, I think I think I already talked about it, but like mostly. Um, I'm kind of curious to see where the I'll evaluate it as a final product. Like, not not to say I will, I'll do that for every early access game, but like Valheim feels like it's like it has all, it, for as much as it is, it's so much more than like a lot of those other games. But also, it's like an unfinished sentence right now. Like, literally the progression and everything. I'm really right. curious to see how that plays out. Because I mean, they have said it. This isn't. I mean, this isn't. I mean, it is a survival game, but it's not an open-ended, you play forever game. There is going to be a definitive, like, hey, you beat the game, here's the ending screen. Right, right. Uh, I also have Yakuza 7 Like a Dragon on my list, which came to Game Pass this year. Uh, And I loved the fuck out of that game. That game was amazing. Um, Sure, that was uh, was one of my ups last year. Yeah. Yeah, I think Sam. Lovely game. Uh... You guys should do yourselves a favor and check out the quote-unquote best show on television right now, Succession, which uh, just had a season three. Which, uh, maybe more, maybe more than the previous seasons this season, the trappings of of the show were like a little bit apparent, um, but it was still overall like a great season, and I, I enjoyed the hell out of it. Yeah, I don't know if I reported back. I did end up watching that whole show, although I may have oh, pretty much nice. binge watched it like all at once, so some of it kind of blurs together. But I, I did I did get caught up. You enjoy it? You like it? Yeah, yeah, no, I like it. Yeah. Cool, cool. Just to list a few titles for myself, uh Resident Evil Village, yeah. I <laughs> Resident Evil Village, which I beat seven times is the name of the is yeah. the full title of the game. Um Unbelievable. you're crazy. <laughs> and I, uh, Yeah, that is nuts. Guardians is really fun. Guardians of the Galaxy, that is. For sure, um, for sure. 
The Suicide Squad was another good superhero movie from this year. Oh, yeah, yeah. That, that's uh, an that, was, that was a really good movie. I, yeah. think Whoa, is, I think that is the best DC. Well, not the best DC. Definitely top three or five. Top three DC in like, yeah. ever. I do not remember us all enjoying it that much. I really liked it. You're thinking, you're thinking of the newer movie. one, right? I thought, you're thinking with the, the Rat Lady. Yeah, and, with uh, John Cena, who I liked. Uh, I, think, I don't know what you're talking what about. What are you talking about? We enjoyed the hell, though. We were, we were yeah. joking around. Yeah. I, I remember it being it. I remember it being like enjoyable, but I did not think... I, it would not make it to my honorable I, mentions. I thought... I, I mean... If I thought mine. of it, it certainly could have made it to mine. I, I thought it was a really, really good movie. I okay. thought it was a, it was, I mean, it, it was, just, it was a very competent superhero movie from a, a franchise that doesn't have those. So that was nice to see. Does it eat Spider-Man shit? Yeah, but like for DC, it was pretty good. Yes, exactly. Absolutely. And then uh, the Beatles get back, as I mentioned uh, a couple of episodes ago. Good, good. Ooh. Not even it's not even like a documentary. It's just footage. It's just footage to watch. Uh, about the most famous band ever. And um, as far as one downs, you know, Life of Strange True Colors was, of course, an honorable down just because, you know, come on. It's like probably the worst Life of Strange game so far. Probably. Like, at least I finished Life is Strange 2, but that was almost out of obligation. And, 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 and honestly, as much as I hate to say it, that, that is a statement. What? That it's the worst Life is Strange game. Yeah, yeah. Because there have been at least one really bad one before. Correct. <laughs> all right, everyone got their honorable mentions out. You shook them out. Yeah, everyone yeah. Shook them out. All, your, all the nuts are out of the bag. I don't feel better. I all feel right. I feel worse somehow. I think video games. Last suck. thing. Last thing for the night. I just wanted to highlight the few items that got uh, duplicate missions on our list. Disco Easy in the final cut. Ooh. Inscription and Valheim all yeah, got two yeah, yeah. missions. All right, I don't Valheim. know why Valheim didn't have five. It just very it makes me very curious and also angry. Uh-huh. It takes two had three missions among the group. All right, and no. therefore wins game of the year. Congratulations! No, no, yeah, no, no. Can, can the can podcast. Three. Three. It takes two. And I also wow, I what a podcast! Bind of Isaac was tied, and everyone else in the case for tied. Bind of Isaac always wins. God, I hate what so a list awesome. that uh, we all we all made today, and uh, are now contractually obligated to be our favorite games of this year, or media, Shoot. or whatever. I love Final Fantasy. That was probably my favorite game of the year. Oh, I love Greg. Greg, Greg would probably be the most confident with his list, honestly. <laughs> Yeah, I'm pretty uh, simple, dude. dude. I get a little, simple to please. I get a little Bindo tattooed on me. His name's not Bindo. Dude, I, I just call a, him that. Name's Isaac. I get a cool. F- <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, it seemed like for a second day, he thought his name was Bindo. Hey, <laughs> is that a Bindo tattoo? <laughs> you call, I love Bindo. You call him that for so long, you know. Let's well, know what you thought it. of everybody's ups. Don't watch any of our downs. If you send us any emails about any of our downs, we will ignore it because they're downs and they're not to be recommended. So you shouldn't be consuming it and just emailing us about it. I never want to see downs yeah. ever. The fi- the ups though, ups are total fair game. Feel free to go all ups on the ups. You know what I mean? Please yeah. play Final yeah, Fantasy once you up, can. Please give us goddamn up, please. Brokencampfire at gmail dot com. Twitter at brokencampfire. And uh, I am one very tired podcast host after this marathon podcast. Thank you for joining us if you made it to the end. 
We'll be heading into VR right after this. And hey, we'll next week, next week, it's a new year. I think we're going to take a look at the releases coming out in 2022. Oh, that'll be fun. And, uh, oh, yeah, I forgot. You about know, that. the wheels keep spinning. This podcast, you know, the, we don't stop. Room, you know, we just get better. We're, we we're like, uh, we're like that, uh, that really. The, the dumb guy they tried everybody pushing, pushing the thing yeah the, jesus you're talking and he's talking the boulder the boulder go the, the boulder's going up and it goes back down again about boulder it's not a boulder, boulder. boulder. It's, a boulder. boulder. it's a rock this episode 81 guys i lied the real yeah, no, one down of the right? is muppet's haunted mansion enough oh man it wasn't good. The Muppets back. Guys, it wasn't good. Guys, it was not good. Muppets Haunted Mansion. 